Are we going to do that or not? I think we'll do like two and we'll cut it for time if we need okay, to. And you got that not... one I sent you though, right? Oh God, I'll find it. Yeah. Uh, it's literally in our chat. It's not that fucking hard. I hate scrolling it upward. I don't like looking at the past. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. on the magic art in the year of the primal oh that was very educational now magic will take place don't be fooled by what i just said welcome welcome everyone i am starchy mechanism kennedy and this is chaos magic news we were a magic the gathering podcast but we're in way too deep now Joining me, as always, is my protectionist co-host, uh, Benjamin Nut and Yahoo. <laughs> wow. He, he nuts and then he goes Yahoo. He's like Mario. No, I don't, no, no, no. I'm be- Benjamin Nut and Yahoo, as in I, I, get some, uh, I get some cashews and then I, I drink a, a chocolate, an That's off-brand a chocolate milk. Both of those yeah, things are not the, the well, things they're trying to do. I grew up on the street. <laughs> cashews and, are not uh, nuts, and Yoohoo is not chocolate Cashews milk. are nuts. What they're the legumes, fuck are you talking you about? Fucking no, peanuts are legumes. No, Everyone give a wave behind the glass to Gary, our, our terrible Gary behind the glass there. I everyone. sold the glass. Arguing with the host like five seconds into the show. Sorry, sorry. Let's, let's start the intro. No, you're right. Now. You're right. Cashews <laughs> are nuts. I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually want to start it over again? Hi, I'm. Welcome, welcome. I'm sorry. Welcome, welcome. No, we're definitely not starting over with you doing the. I'm welcome. second magician Kennedy. No, here. no, I'm canceling. And welcome to Chaos this Magic News. Fucking episode is done. We're, stop, we're being stop, derailed stop. by my uncooperative co-host. Pull out a name from your ass right now, and I will let you keep going with this bit. If not, shut the fuck up and let me do the shit. My positively fiery co-host, Candle Savage. Candle, how you doing? Oh, that's barely a joke. Whatever. I'm fine. I'm very waxy. (laughs) That's an actual knee slapper. That was good. Uh, Okay. Now that that travesty is over with. How's everybody doing? Oh. Everyone great? Everybody really thrilled with life? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go on to the intro topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this week, Cios, our dear, Cios, dear Patreon supporter, Cios93. Yep. In the Discord. Lovely person. Really cool, homie. Yeah. Yeah. I dig him. But he shared something that I, 
I really thought was worth talking about. I actually stopped myself and said, Hey, uh, I typed out like a, like two paragraphs and I stopped myself. Cause I think I'm just going to talk about this on the show. Which is a great way of getting out of conversations <laughs> with people. Right? Hey, that's a really awesome idea. I'm going to use it for my show later. Well, so why don't you listen what, in? How then? about I walk away? <laughs> so really what it is, it's a great excuse to act like you have thoughtful opinions on it. You know, I said I typed two paragraphs. I could have just been slapping the keyboard. I had a sidetrack about the peanut butter sandwich I was having earlier. Anyway, the topic at hand came from, I think, the Chaos Magic subreddit. So that's... Oh, joy. That's yeah, going to be yeah. a fun time. Why did chaos magic fail in the 90s? No. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. That, that's, a, that's an inside joke if you've ever been to the I think chaos most, magic right? I think most coyotes know that one. Anyway, what happened to the absurdist sect of chaos magic? They used to perform absurdly convoluted rituals that helped you achieve weirdly specific yet utterly pointless desires like elongate your middle finger by millimeters because it would make you more of a man exclamation point they would conjure spirits from dead ants to haunt abandoned wasp hives to avenge a generational grudge they would write lengthy poems that hid secrets to other hidden magical texts stashed in abandoned buildings or sheds write runes in gas station toilet stalls that pointed to some strange lore bring back absurd chaos magic forget these self-serious muppets the cult of serious must be liquidated so here was my gut reaction to that those people are fucking insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. There is this. Was, it's almost a contradiction. And I've got some positive things to say about this, too. So don't th this isn't me going, oh, fuck them completely, because I do think there's actually something good about this. So I'm going to do the, the negative and then I'm going to do I'm going to try to end on the positive. But here's my problem. There's a weird paradox of people who. <laughs> in a weird way, take their lack of seriousness seriously. Ooh, very complicated ideas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I'm just being but an it's asshole. Just people who, who hold their absurdity up in such high regard, these are the type of people that like you'd ask them to explain magic and they give you an, up, an intentionally obtuse non-answer that sort of thing and they'd be very smug about yeah how and they're really cool they exactly are about it. yeah 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 exactly uh these are people who like to them their six their examples of their successful magic like how they used their meme page to spread a, a thought virus around and then the idea that like people the fact that people are repeating their stupid in joke is like <gasps> i'm um, i'm controlling the memosphere and it's like no you made a funny thing and repeated it and, and like other 40 people, people yeah. like yeah you got 40 <laughs> you got 40 likes you know not that we're doing numbers either but like you know i'm not claiming that it's a it's a way to tap into the etherics of the interwebs it here's my issue with most of it and it's sort of my issue with like parody religion right sure it all starts out with a very interesting cool idea and it gets used for fucking hogwash yeah i, I can't remember who i was talking to specifically about this they were discussing the the Church of Subgenius folks, specifically um, uh, Ivan Stang. Yeah. Like, how radical these people used to be. And then look at them now. Like, they're doing speeches where they're talking about, like, oh, you know, for some people, Slack is just a, a decent job and a place to win a roof over their head. And, like, these were radical motherfuckers talking about you know, changing the way that we viewed the world and 
breaking these kinds of codes of convention and stuff. And now they're telling you that like the best we can do sometimes is just to have a job. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But not everyone's like that. Obviously, Like I'm not, I'm not making the argument that like anyone who's ever used the phrase trickster archetype referring to themselves is necessarily like a fucking hack. It's a red flag. Uh, Yeah. Completely candid. I think a lot of the times it's, people doing the absurd and the surreal because it's easier than doing something complicated. You can have a certain level of detachedness from it because, Oh, Hey, it's just a joke. We're guilty of it on this podcast a lot where we'll say like, Oh, well, we're just the stupid jokey joke podcast. Even when we're talking very serious ideas, it can be the comedic dodge of like, Oh, well, I don't take this seriously. This is a joke. This is a ha ha. You know, some of those folks are just absolutely insufferable. Because it's like they, their sense of comedy stopped after they watched 15 episodes of the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. They're stuck in this like mid-2000s kind of level of wackadoo random humor. Well, you notice like th- there's a generational sort of bend with it, right? Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're, if you're like Gen X or prior, you have a little less tech savvy on you, we'll say, for the most part. So they don't tend to have like bigger social media projects that they can do this sort of thing on so they tend to make like art that's just like weird like that or they'll have like a facebook that's like not even like a it's like a personal facebook that's like you know just got a character name on it or some shit and they post for a couple thousand the millennials and forward are the ones that tend to have like the bigger you know they're the ones running the meme pages they're the Mm -hmm. ones with the instagram handles they have um it's probably one of them that figured out it's probably one of them that figured out like the tiktok npc idea (laughs) Mm. which i I don't know to the point of like i think there's a certain level of and this is me trying to get back on the positive is that absurdity in the idea that it can break like you know like you were saying with the subgenius thing or discordianism or anything like that there's the idea that you can use the absurd and the strange in ways that will break up your normal perceptions of reality. You know? Mm -hmm. I think that doing stuff like, doing wacky magic can get really wacky results, and that can be good. That can make you... Actually, you know, that's that's something we should probably touch on a little bit, because we we went into a very particular area with it, too. Just now, we were talking about the kind of online use of it and that sort of surreal. Because I remember even when we um, started the Discord, we had a member that was performing a uh, some sort of vanishing ritual involving Homer Simpson trying to lose weight. Oh, yeah. And it seemed yeah. to work for him. And that's that's much in the same wheelhouse of what this um, this a post was originally talking about, right? Mm, kind of. I mean, I guess because he's like, but he was basically using like, a very typical banishing ritual with a pop culture pastiche. Yeah. This would be where I think things kind of can break down is that when you do magic for really oddball, who gives a shit kind of goals, where does it leave you? If you're just doing oddball experimentation magic for the sake of it. Well, you notice that's a phase in chaos magic in particular, but I would assume in most magic yeah. where you go, I'm going to start doing magic to do. Well, I mean, help Prometheus rising, right? Mm-hmm. It's the exact thing. It's like, all right, let's see if you can make a quarter show up. It's like, yeah. is it important to manifest quarters? Not in the slightest, but just see if you can do it yeah. and then see how you're thinking about it affects it, obviously. But the point being that like, um, what's the example that they used in that little post? Like about the growing your finger a millimeter because it'll yeah. make you more of a man. Yeah. 
Very goofy, very yeah, funny. Well, and then like the the summoning ants to haunt wasp nests, like that sort of thing. It's like that is something that you're not gonna have any confirmation on whether or not it worked. It's just a it's an act for the sake of it. And maybe there's something to be said about that. The idea of doing magic, I guess that's the catch-22, though. It's like, if you don't have a goal in mind, it's not magic. Unless the goal is explicitly to do the act. Well, yeah. Well, what if the goal was to get this wasp nest haunted? How do you go back and check? Well, you can't, but you're doing it for it anyway. And don't tell me you've never done magic that you know you have no way of being confirmed. I understand that that is an issue, but... This is where, like, I'm talking about in this sort of absurdity is that there's a certain level of practical groundedness that you should, I don't hate using words like should, but there's a practical, there's a level of practical application in your magical practice that is beneficial because if you're too out on a ledge, who the fuck knows if anything worked? It's that thing that we talk about when everybody has these host of inner experiences or astral spirit guide experience sort of things. And then they don't do anything with them in their real life. Now it's like, you you could very well be having a bunch of magical experiences, but they don't do anything for you. What's the point? You're having a, a certain level of like weird disassociative or escapist tendencies under the guides of a magic practice. And maybe that's another thing you could say about these increasingly absurd weirdo things. It's like, you're just doing like yeah is the summoning the ant ghost like is that just a is that just to make you feel like you have something going on like it's a power fantasy of some kind yeah it, or is this weird game where you're like constructing a very large and elaborate type of puzzle or like art project for your magic with that it's like well you know that the, the typical like oh i made a hyper sigil to do some yeah. very asinine and wide scope kind of thing yeah like you know grant morrison granted is like the his hyper sigil like what he was trying to accomplish with that is a very murky territory but it's one that's evolving over time as opposed to i'm gonna make a hyper sigil art project that's like me posting stuff on tumblr and then you find the matching code on bdsmler Mm-hmm. And you you match up the face shots and, it, you know, it's and it's to it's to bring about world harmony. <laughs> yeah, that kind of goes what into the a- fuck does this mean? I, I haven't really seen a whole lot of ARG as or hyper sigil as an ARG type thing. But that I'm sure that has to be a thing. And I'm sure oh, yeah. it can be neat. There's probably a very good way to do because then you can have the added benefit of there's engagement of the audience with the project. But. The problem with most ARGs is that you never have enough people paying attention for them to matter. Look at the most popular ARGs of the last couple of years. They always tend to be like horror. Yeah. And but back that Kanye the, West thing. I mean, well, that one, that, that's just magic. Point being is that as far as the absurdist sect of chaos magic, you can make the argument that these people are beneficial incorporating that into your practice can be beneficial in a certain way and the idea of breaking up your your world in a way where you go like you know what i can have goals that are not tied to the the very narrow-minded animal survival and social problems that i have not everything Mm -hmm. has to be about me magicking up more money or a big titty goth girlfriend or you know or my dealing with my anxiety or I don't know, you know, getting uh getting a message from Jesus. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, sort of thing. The the, the second coming has sometimes. Coming, and then if you don't start building that shelter, yeah, you know, magic. Co-host, we have to build the shelter. 
I've been telling you for weeks. Why are you ignoring me? I know we're doing this show. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gary, cut his mic. That, that was an inside Gary, thought. cut his mic. <laughs> you guys were just so boring. I zoned out for a second. But no. <coughs> okay. Is your mic cut, Kennedy? Okay, I think it was. Is it cut? All right. Did no, no, it? no. I'm, I'm here. I, I just forgot how my mouth Kennedy, worked for a minute. There? Professional podcasting. I think we got okay. him. I think we got him. I think we got uh, the second. So the point being, I, I do think that there is a a tangible benefit to being fuck getting really fucking weird, but only in so far as it allows you to break up the patterns that you have been assembling your reality around. If that makes sense. Only um, I would take the spin on it that. I think getting fucking weird with it is great and you should be doing some weird ass fucking magic and getting outside of your comfort zone and doing some shit that maybe doesn't even have a rational, tangible benefit. All that stuff's fine, but you have to be able to formulate a magical will and a magical intent and what you actually want to do and what this is going to accomplish and bring about in your life. Because if not, it's just fun time escapism. Freighter Seraphim, if you know who that is, he's one of them orthodox guys that fucking trads love to bang on but he did say one interesting thing well i mean i'm sure he said many but he said one interesting thing i know this is it this is the one one good good one (laughs) everything else he said he was talking about how a lot of the time what people are cultivating when they're looking for spiritual experience is they're looking for good times they're looking for shit that feels good and makes them feel good about themselves and that's as far as they're able to take religion. And, you know, in his case, being an Orthodox guy, he's talking about religion. But it's very much the same in magic. There's a certain level of what you're doing that, if you're not careful, can just turn into you, like you said, cultivating good times and weird experiences. And not just in the sense of like, oh, your active imagination and your astral projection and your fucking inner spiritual reality and stuff, but also... To a certain point, just going through the motions of enjoying doing ritual or the theatrics of it, or I don't know, um, even in the most mundane sense of like rearranging your altar like it's fucking furniture feng shui and it makes you feel good. The kind of surreal edge of chaos magic is very much in the same vein, especially because it's already working within a system that has no hard and fast rules about what you're supposed to do with it. Right. When you have a system that is going to validate whatever choice you make, regardless, and the idea of nothing is true, everything is permitted, it becomes, we've talked about it, it becomes very easy to just lie to yourself. But that's another one is that you can say like, well, the the goofy nonsense that I'm preoccupying myself with when I could arguably be striving for some sort of improvement, you know, even if it's only a subjective improvement of myself my relationship with the world and you know or or just my my magical abilities or my creative functions instead i'm like i'm doing i'm distracting myself with yuck yucks yeah i'm summoning the ghost of herbert hoover and i'm making him watch i'm making him watch episodes of all in the family that way when they get to the line that we could sure use a man like herbert hoover again i can be like hi dude that see they like you they like you the other question this post is asking is about what happened to them why do we see less and less of that and he's right or she they the person that post the poster is right op is correct there is far less of that today 
I don't think it's necessarily that there's less people having dumb, stupid power fantasies doing dumb magic that makes no fucking sense and doesn't do them any good. And there, it's also not because there aren't people doing interesting, surreal, strange magic there. So you guys aren't getting mad at me. Yeah, this I really don't want this to come across if we're being purely. I negative. mean, well, let's just we, you know, nuts on the table. You and I both think that like most of the time when people do this kind of stuff, it's really goofy. That's why it's really great when you see somebody do it properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know, okay, one one last thought, and then I'll let you put tie a bow on this because we are kind of all over the place. I'm reminded of uh, when we were when I was doing my interview with uh, with Mavis, we made a comment something to the kin of like, you know, part of why you do magic is because it's fun. You know, you wouldn't be doing magic if there wasn't something enjoyable about the whole process. Sometimes you want to solve your problems with the magic because the magic is really fun. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> The enjoyment you get out of magic, in a way, has to be a little bit of Sisyphus, I guess. Is that it's like, you, you know there's always going to be a struggle. You know there's always going to be a problem. If you can enjoy dealing with the struggle, and the struggle in this context is the striving to continually improve and the, the striving to expand your understanding and your proficiency, you're going to be all right. But the minute you become comfortable with just fucking around you're gonna lose it and maybe in a weird way it can go back to what peter carroll talked about this is like lieber null where he talks about like the the magics the the uh but um the the magics of old world religions has completely gone out of them as they've fallen into orthodoxy and dogmatism they have lost anything that could have really been like, yeah, that was like some real magical process. That was, and maybe in a way that can happen to you too, is that if you, if you let yourself fall prey to many of the, uh, the enemies on all sides of whether taking your magic too far too seriously or going into the, the weeds of complete nonsense, you can lose the magic. You know, you can lose the thing that like, that has you really going, Oh shit. This is, this is where the real, this is where the real crazy spooky shit is happening. Mm -hmm. I think, I I think, I think, I think it's a double edged sword is what it is. Well, actually, you know, I, I think it's, um, I I think think it's a a double headed ax. How about that? (laughs) It's a three headed mace, (laughs) but it's a, it's an interesting tool to have to use because I think there is a real fucking power in tapping into the genuinely surreal and the genuinely absurd, the not just comically absurd, but like the cosmically absurd. There's a great power in dealing with that, but any attempt to involve yourself with it brings you into the, the realm of just being lost in the fucking sauce on it. And that's, that's why I repeat what I said earlier. I think the things you need to really be able to use this sort of stuff properly are the ability to formulate a magical will and a magical intent. Because if you don't have that, you are totally going to get lost in the game of just playing around with symbols and images or the lack thereof, or just breaking the rules because you can. And it's like, um, it's, you know what it is? It's going to sound like the dumbest comparison and I'm going to be called a dumb zoomer, even though I'm not right. You ever seen people uh, speed run a video game? You know how, when you get into the really complicated levels of it, it's like people doing shit that doesn't make any sense, like doing backflips into one spot and like oh, crouching yeah, and yeah. stuff. If you hit to this break. Yeah. Yeah. If you hit this one part of the wall at this angle in the right way, 
you'll fall through it, you know, and then as long as you don't actually move the camera and you just hit this button combination, you can slip through here and then somehow you're at the you're at the credits. Yeah, it'll trigger the end of the game. Yeah, that sort of thing. Right. Where it's you're so far from the beaten path of how the game was intended to operate and you're doing really fantastically like, wow, that's crazy. I would have never figured that out. Right. It's the difference between being able to do that on a magical level and playing a game that's just really buggy and fucked up and you're like, ha ha, see, I can make myself fall through the fucking sky forever. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Check out this game is so glitched. No one has heads anymore. And if I go through a door, I cause an explosion as opposed to, hey, I have used this weird glitch to, I don't know, uh, a manaton the eschaton. To or Peloton, you know the eschatology. I, the Pel- I have, a, um, I have eschatoned a Pelican. <laughs> Wrap it up, because we always do the shit. Have you ever done anything absolutely absurd and like off the wall with magic? Oh, yeah, loads of time. Can you just give us one that sounds like completely off the fucking rails? Um, I guess the, the Man Boy King. Ah, uh, the Man Boy yeah, King. Yeah, no, we need to a, talk to the... I made a... Well, we, we essentially made like an egregore in our workplace or something where it started as like... I made like this little board in the back. There was this little like... Uh, it, was, it was like a cork board or something and it wasn't even being used for anything and I just ended up drawing on it because like somebody had started with like a little smiley face and then I just went ham and I started drawing all of these like extra details and like I gave them... I ended up giving them a crown and I put like sigils into it and stuff like that. And then other people at the at my work saw it and started adding on to it. And I was like, yeah, I, I know that this is the man boy king. <laughs> he had a bit of uh, there was a bit of like Arisian energy to him. There was a bit of like crown child conquering Lord Horus triumphant type energy to him. But he was just this weird, you know, it was, it was just this weird form, you know, this weird thought, uh, this weird uh mishmashy archetypal psychic buildup that uh, just uh anyone who's done food service knows that they're inherently chaotic environments so a lot of uh a lot of psychic psychical uh interference running around so it's a good spot to plug a weirdo into it and see how people get weirder when you're around him yeah i remember the man boy king that was pretty lit um let me see if i got a good one Never mind. This is going to sound stupid as shit. Um, back when I was working construction, I would work my fingers till they bled, literally. And when I did, I would use my blood to create weird sigils to cause um, terrible things to happen to the contractors of this place because they didn't pay me enough. <laughs> Vengeance is mine. <laughs> yeah, so there's lots of, lots of uh, middle-class people buying... Um, new construction homes that got weird fucking curse sigils in yeah, human brother. blood just hanging out underneath they, their paint and they got curses yeah uh they're never gonna let me back uh, into that line oh of work. you know actually i uh i guess i got maybe one more photoshop used to be like my primary magical interface with the world like i used i was using like artistic like i was doing like these uh these artistic collages and everything is like this was i was expressing whatever desire i wanted i was finding these combination of images and embedding sigils into this and then adding this on to here and stuff like that oh i still use that i i don't do i make like every all of my wallpapers on my phone memes now i just make (laughs) fucking memes to try to get that algorithm to be happy are you happy yet no (laughs) no 
No one's going to listen to your podcast. No one's going to listen to it ever again. Why did you? What, what was that voice? I'm the algorithm. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Post another co-editing image. Post another one. Become a living god. <laughs> Become a living god, but make it say Zod, and it has the guy from Superman in it. Yeah, that'll hit him. Is that, is that when 16 likes? Oh, no! Because <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have listened I'm to me. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Not you, I'm talking to the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the internet. Fuck the modern internet. <laughs> <laughs> we, I want to bring back Mudkip. Yeah, bring back Mudkips, man. Mudkips were cool. I like Mudkips. Bring back Mudkips. Bring back a uh, Velociraptor. Yeah. Bring back yeah. uh, Newgrounds.com. You know, you know what? Bring back all the weird magic. I was wrong. Bring back all the weird people doing stupid <laughs> bring stuff. Bring back the guy doing the ritual with the the um Jafar staff from Aladdin. Yeah. Bring back the guy doing a funeral for the the squirrel and making it a saint. Um, that's just something I did actually. Oh, I thought of one more. I would catch frogs and I would name them Jesus of Nazareth, and then I'd just let them go. Oh, that's a good the one. Fuck are you yeah, but that about? was literally just because Crowley talked about crucifying a frog, and I like frogs. Damn it, no. <laughs> and he said, "You you baptize a Jesus of Nazareth, and then you crucify it." And I was like, like well, "Hell fuck. no." Well, here's what I think of your shit, Mister Crowley. And I name them all Jesus, and I let them go. Just let them live their froggy lives. Now I got like a a freaky frog Da Vinci Code thing going on because they probably all went on and had children. There's what? a holy frog. There you go. That's my absurd magic. You're all gonna get on board with the frog. You the guys have to blood of you Jesus have to, of Nazareth you, as you, the frog king. You have to find a frog that is a descendant of one of the Jesus frogs. All right, guys. This is getting into some bad territory. Like, okay, I got the frog. What do I do now? <laughs> Give it a kiss. <laughs> if it turns into a prince, <laughs> prince of the Jews, then it's the right one. <laughs> If it's just a regular frog, you gotta drown it. If it's just a regular frog, you just give it another kiss because it's cool. Frogs are cool. Give them a little. All right, I think I got a toad. Actually, this is a newt. Actually, this guy's looking all pissed off at me. Fuck you, dude. Piece of shit. Oh god. Okay, that has been far too much. I have fun editing this. I uh, will. You know I will. Okay, okay. All right. All right. So Shakti mats are weird. <laughs> oh God. Are we you, gonna, know, you already know what I'm doing. Are we going to jump into the, are we going to jump into a banished with laughter thing? We've been oh, talking God. about weird yeah. internet stuff. Now yeah. we're going to talk about more weird internet stuff. We're going to, well, we're going to see the type of people we were talking about with this absurd magic. Except not really. No, I think we just I think got, these people are taking we, we it just very got, seriously. I think we just got like two that we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Actually, this kind of goes with the bloodline that you were just talking about, weren't you? So this is just a post that's like oh, yeah, some yeah, random yeah. dude whose name I'm not even going to give you because fuck him. Seems like kind of a prick. It says people forget Christ and Mary were real people who had living bloodlines, which would still exist today. Anyone from these bloodlines would obviously carry the same facial features, eyes slash eyebrows slash nose slash lips, etc. <laughs> with 
Kaylee McCanny from Fox News. It's amazing how it is to see. It's amazing how, how easy, easy it is, is to see. Yeah, with Kaylee Mc is how how do you say her fucking name? I think you said it right. Mccanny. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that is no, not, not how you. It's not how you said it the first it's time. Not. That's not even close. I think it's machination. <laughs> Either way, there. It's a picture. Then it, we were included a picture of Mary, like that. You know, a portrait, like a Renaissance white white Mary depiction, next to this Kaylee McEnany, and saying they look. She looks like that, painting. and she don't. She don't look one, like the one, she at don't. All. Yeah, one. She does not, not look close. like it. Two. All right. So Christ and Mary were real people with living bloodlines, which would still exist today. Debatable. Bloodlines big die out all the time i mean uh, they had one kid genghis khan did pretty well for himself but he was kind of fucking he he was kind of fucking (laughs) well here i'm just gonna say we know about jesus's extended family a little bit because we know jesus had a cousin who also didn't have fucking kids oh yeah yeah so i'm sure joseph's brothers or something you know that joseph doesn't count he's not oh yeah you're right that's not his dad no wait there we go yeah, that's that's Mary's family right Didn't there. Didn't Mary have a sister? That's the one that had. Oh, had the cousin that yeah, it's John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. Have you not read the Bible? Uh, it's been a while. I'm on the extended version, so I don't you know, I haven't, I haven't watched the class. <laughs> I'm gonna, I've been trying the Bible to get you guys. I've, I've been universe, trying to yeah. get them to read the Ibble guys. You know, the, the Bible prequel. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. No, they, they don't give him his full name until the full version. Preetly doesn't have. Do you think that's what Mary said? She went, Jesus H. Christ. And he's like, What's the H stand for? <laughs> <laughs> so the implication being that, like, they would have to have relatives. And like, well, no, they don't. No. Like, and then they could all die from these bloodlines would obviously. I love, like, when people say obviously at the, like, the shit at something that is, that is wrong. one, not obvious, <laughs> and two, fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, obviously, they would look exactly the same because no one's genetics ever change over time. <laughs> look Especially, at the royal family yeah. real quick. Let's look at obviously those Obviously, they would keep... Well, obviously, Jesus and Mary's family would just keep fucking... Oh, God. You remember Preacher? <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. Oh, no. Um, just keep interbreeding because you got to keep the Christ blood pure and then you end oh, up with no. like the hills have eyes oh, but they're no. Jesus <laughs> the hills have biblically accurate angel <laughs> eyes <laughs> oh no oh no and then he's like well there's this lady that I like and I think she looks like Mary so I was like I just don't know if this guy is being genuine or not like is he just like does he think that that's how they looked I mean it might be a bit yeah, like it could be a. It could but be if, a bit, even but if it's a bit, it's horrifying. It's not a good bit. It's not. It's just sort of like play, I guess. I, I mean, pose law sort of thing. How many people do you think? And it's probably way more than I'm comfortable with. How many people do you think are walking around thinking that like the artistic depictions of Jesus, Mary, and all these biblical characters, like that's just how they looked? Like uh, well, lots obviously of that's most how they people. Looked. It's like, well, yeah, but you most know, people, in fact, well, that's the problem. It's like that I think area, even if you can consciously no. comprehend the idea that Jesus probably didn't look like a painting of him done in the Renaissance, you probably still think Jesus looks like that. Well, I can understand maybe in like the the cultural archetypal depictions and stuff like that, but you got to know somewhere in your head. That they didn't look like that. None of them looked like that. That's not what people in that area looked like, right? Like, as far as my understanding. Um, I mean, there's a... Uh, you want the, the honest truth is, like, probably not. They probably didn't look like that, no. But 
at the same time, who the fuck knows? Because people want to argue about that shit left and right. I don't want to make like a huge stand to be like, Jesus had to obviously look like this one Middle Eastern depiction that gets thrown around the internet all the time. Yeah. But like definitely didn't look like what a random Italian dude thought he looked like. <laughs> in this you know when he painted it i the love 1300s. the implication that fucking uh like leonardo or michelangelo like the great master just some fucking italian dude just some fucking italian like there's just some Vinny with just like a button-up shirt like bowling shirt just sitting there going like i'm in hey, the freaking mafia <laughs> let me I'm, let me show you what jesus looked like yeah like, i know what jesus looked like he wasn't there i think i could tell you what jesus looks like take the crucifix leave the cannoli oh god <laughs> This has got so bad. Oh, boy. All um, of our Italian listeners are going to be real pissed. Yeah. When are they not? When are our listeners not pissed? Even when, when they're not. Italian even, Italian. when they, even when they're, they're happy, they sound like they're mad. <laughs> no, it's Germans. And they're doing all that stuff with their hands. That's also the Germans. <laughs> but it's one motion with their hands. Oh. 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 He, yeah. No. I, I'm getting a very Cut. shamed look at Cut. my co-host. Cut. Cut that. Do not put that in the show. <laughs> Do not put that in Do the show. Do not put that in the show. <laughs> I think you're going to put it in the show. <laughs> I'm definitely putting it in the show. Bastard. Okay, do we want to talk about this last one you sent? Which one did I send you? Because uh, I sent you the, the Jesus Mary one, and then you responded with the... This one actually isn't bad, because what, it, what it, this is, is someone saw a fucking American Horror Story and got real mad about it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Is that what this is? Yeah, like, here, I'll go ahead and read it. So this is um, this is actually someone that I, I kind of fuck with. Um, I, so I'm not going to name them because I don't want to like. Oh, no, it's just out of context. Out of context. It's very funny. It's, it's super please, funny. Please do not give your Loa crack slash cocaine. No, American Horror Story isn't real life. Legba won't ask you for cocaine. No, he's not telling you to give it to him. That's a trickster. Okay. Shaking my head. Isn't okay. My only thing that I do know a little bit about in my my white person who should not be doing voodoo thing. Legba is a trickster. Is I that guess. what they're saying? Or they're like, no, that's a different trickster. Or that I, I, when I heard that, I was like, no, that's a trickster. Like, like somebody's gagging you into trying to give. But I, I do I like think how it it's is like, implying that that's not Legba and that's like some trickster spirit. But Legba is a trickster. That's like, the, I, I that's guess one of it. That's one of his qualities, right? Okay, but the other thing is, I like that it's like, do not give your Loa crack cocaine. It's almost like it's a pet. <laughs> don't get your Loa wet. Don't less, feed it, it after eating midnight, and don't give it cocaine. Yeah, that's exactly what my brain made <laughs> me think. I was thinking like the gremlin shit, dead ass. Do you have any experience giving narcotics to entities? I'm not big on it. Alcohol is one thing. Uh, you know, tobacco, that like that is. Or uh, I've used psychedelics as sacraments before, but I've never like. You know, I didn't steal one of my granny's hydrocodone to like crush up and give to. <laughs> Here you go, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's not my bag. I'm just not a. I'm pretty boring when it comes to my. You know, even psychedelics. I do, I only I don't do psychedelics for kicks. I only do them like in a pretentious context. I don't want to have a good time on psychedelics. I want to confront my inner demons. And wonder why I yelled at my cat last week. <laughs> yeah. So it's like even that. So, you know, so I, I, I don't what would see you do if, if an entity you were working with, like, 
asked actively you for act it. actively told you go find a go find a dude I'm with going a baggy s- shirt I'm going somewhere else man <laughs> fuck it's like what if it, like if, if if some spirit is like bro the only way this is gonna work is if you get some of that if you get me some some rock seriously uh, like, no. like, like crack what I'm not spirit no. is this <laughs> then you go ask me for a dollar <laughs> then she's like first that- how the hell I'm gonna summon the fucking spirit and you're gonna ask me for a ride afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I would just say it'd be like because like anything like that. And I don't I don't want to be that person that it's like, oh, my God, cocaine is like the worst thing ever. And you're never supposed to smoke crack. You're not like an awful person because you've done crack before or like you've snorted cocaine like anything. I've, you know, you know, mask off. I was like, yeah, I've done cocaine before. It's I not I don't think it's that good. It definitely ain't like something you want to make a habit of doing, you know. Uh, and you got to eat your vegetables too. <laughs> and, so, you eat vegetables. and you need to listen to your parents and say your prayer. You know, all it's a. Sorry, I sound really fucking square when I tell people like, yeah, you, you know, I think, I think. I mean, I think there's a. I, I don't care what you do with your body, honestly. Yeah, I really fucking don't do yeah. whatever the hell you want. I with just your think shit. in general. But I'm gonna tell you flat out as the greatest and most uh, thought provoking occult podcast on the internet. Don't let random people on social media tell you what you can and can't give to spirits. If if if, if Papa Legba tells you to bring him some cocaine, you just do it. And if and if you you got tricked by a, by a trickster spirit or something, then you just charge you to the game, and that's a lesson learned. I'm I'm almost the opposite. I think that like if you have a a spirit or a god or something like demanding something like that, like yeah, I think hey, I need you to score some fucking H for me. I think you need to actually take a hard look at what and who you're possibly dealing with. Nah, man. Like, in what kind? Nah. Like, really? I, I, nah. I would, I would like to know. No, <laughs> no. Get the spirit, the cocaine. Get the spirit, the cocaine. Oh man, I get to... the spirit, the cocaine. One of the totemic amphibious spirits of the water, as, uh, as shown to me by the workings of. H.P. Lovecraft, the, in the Necronomicon physics, asked me to break into my uncle's <laughs> medicine cabinet and just take whatever screamed opioid at me. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do that shit. I have worked out a, an impressive goetic ritual to summon the demon Fentanyl, <laughs> Slayer of Men. God, fuck, fuck. <laughs> hate that i hate that i hate that i hate that all right well oh no. well i'll have you know that you know what there's you know what? here's what we're here's what actually what we're gonna do listeners if you're listening to this right now we want to know what illicit you know what no, it doesn't even have to be like illegal just like what weird shit have spirits asked you to uh to just give them or like offer unto them i really want to know uh, actually here, that's a good opportunity. Yeah. If you had a ghost or a spooky woo woo monster man thing, ask you for, or a God or whatever, ask you for any like oddly specific offerings. Only the spirit of my former self saying, daddy needs that white. <laughs> daddy needs that white. And I'm seeing that man in the mirror who is not me anymore as he's holding that bag, licking the insides. <laughs> You have wondering just how much money he can get out of grandma's purse before she notices. You have a a very, very sad relationship with various starch powders. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't want to. Like, damn addiction. you, cornstarch. <laughs> this has all been about cornstarch, people. All, this whole thing was about cornstarch. Hatch. Check, check. Oh, good. I was, I was about no. to tell you a story and, and ask you to cut it, but we're not going to. Oh, you want to no, no, have. No, you want to you talk some real shit. Yeah, I mean. I, I keep telling people that it's like really what priced me out was inflation. I mean, it wasn't. It's not the it's not the price of the the base. It's the it's bake, you know how much baking soda costs now. It's like baking soda is like like seven dollars a box, and it's a little it's a little bitty box. It's um, only like that big. RFK. Question: Did you just Mr. say RFK? Did you just say based? <laughs> I can't do the impression. <laughs> I can't keep doing that impression. You guys missed the greatest RFK in Arizona. That's I'll, t- I'll tell you. That. That's why I had to leave Arizona. Is bacon soda is too high. Too much, God, too much powder out there. If you know too what much, I mean, it's a desert. <laughs> if you do want to hear that lovely impression, head over to the Patreon, and you can. No, YouTube. unfortunately. Oh, great! Now so we have for to. Our Forty-five <laughs> minutes of me doing that impression. No, no, just it's just my story and nothing else. <laughs> Out of the banish with laughter and into everyone's favorite segment of the entire show. I don't even care about it that much. I mean, it's whatever. It's just a. It's just a thing we really. Do. It's just a thing we do. Get RFK What's that out thing of here, we dude. Do, Fucking come back. <laughs> no, no, no. Do it He's as stuck. RFK. <laughs> <sighs> he right. stuck his JFK right now, guys. <laughs> no, no different no, letter. We're, we're, no, we're we're gonna do this right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the time where we take. <laughs> now I'm going to turn to Alex, my not Alex Jones. Just do it, Alex Jones. I don't give we're going to ask ourselves. We're going to look deep into the. We're going to look deep into the the journalistic abyss, and we're going to ask ourselves, what's in the news? Ooze. These are the Infowars. This is the Infowars. <laughs> Easy news to get out of the way first. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Oh, man. That guy was wrong. Did he die? No, he's still kicking. Oh. Who, Joe How's Biden? He, how, no. You remember the Joe Biden? Joe, Joe Biden. Biden guy, right? Joe no, Biden. You'll go to the doctor. Your life is two years. Maybe I, I know the big one Texas years. boy that, that says, um, fuck you, Joe Biden. Then he shoots like two handguns. And when I say he's big, he's like comically big. Like he's, he shouldn't be wearing. I'll send you the video, but there's just this. Yeah. That actually sounds very funny, but there's a video of a guy basically going like, this is a message for Joe Biden. And he's, it's like a prediction that Joe Biden is going to go like, he's going to be president, but he's only going to be president for two years. And then he's going to die. And he's got like a very, very thick middle Eastern type accent. I want to say that he was he's either Iraqi or uh, or Kurdish. It's one of those. But anyway, uh, he's telling Joe Biden this like and it's like his prediction of like, you're going to do uh, re- because you know that you only have two years to live. You're going to do a really good job. You're going to do a bang up job and you're going to solve all of these problems and you're going to be remembered as like a great president. I think that's the gist of it. I don't know if you guys noticed that prediction did not come true. <laughs> yeah, Joe Biden is actually still around. Joe and Biden is alive. And it he's is a becoming a problem for everyone else at this point.
the news we were getting at is there was a special counsel investigation into Joe Biden over the classified documents. What is up with presidents and classified documents? Well, who else are you going to give them to? Yeah, but like what's with them getting them and then like not putting them back where they belong? This There's a Slate article because this is, if you haven't heard about it already, everybody in the world is willing to give you every spin they can put on this. But this is a Slate article that said, will Joe Biden suffer politically from the Justice Department special counsel saying his brain doesn't work? <laughs> because what came out of this His investigation was a, what came out of this investigation was essentially that Joe Biden is an old man with a failing memory and decreased uh, capacities, which isn't shocking. He's a very, very elderly man. He's like, you know, he's almost 80, right? Yeah. So something like, like yeah, that. Your memory is you're not going to be as sharp as you once were. And this is right after he already got like different figures that were he was like hey i met with so and so and so and so in 2021 and it's like they've been dead for years he did this twice like two different people that were actually dead and he also got the president of egypt confused and said he thought he was the president of mexico well did the the president of egypt also talk about everything is mystical because that sounds like something he would say <laughs> as he's posting. It's like this this was a this was one of the totemic amphibious spirits as elucidated by the Necronomicon physics standing <laughs> atop one of the pyramids. Everything is mystical. So Robert Hur is the prosecutor who and they basically said stuff like so they said he's not an remember old even within several years when his son Bo died. He would come across to jurors as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory rather than someone who knowingly violated the law. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that um, he isn't someone who knowingly violated the law, but he's saying that Joe is good enough at doing this shit that we're going to be like, oh, he is very much a old man who does not remember stuff. They also wanted to point out, because obviously they have to point this out, that Trump also, who, Trump, who is 77, has twice confused two political figures during his recent campaign events, which doesn't say anything to me about anything other than maybe we shouldn't have old fucking codgers trolloping up on stage going like, let me tell you about the depression, boy. Yeah, the only depression I want to hear about is the severe depression you've inflicted upon me because of the state of the country. That's something we've been harping on, I think, almost since the beginning of this show, talking about maybe these old fucking coots shouldn't be, you know, that's, but that's not surprising. The one thing I will say is that I, to this day, I still really, really do not care for the fact that we got to, I got to hear four fucking years of people trying to tell me that Donald Trump was mentally unfit to be president. And then they and did then this when Joe Biden got elected everybody shut up and said, Oh, you need to stop. You need to don't talk about that. That's ageist or that's this or that's this. It's like, no, it's what it, what it is, is you're a blatant hypocrite. Yeah. That's you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to criticize the person that you like. That's, that's what it is. I mean, and to be completely honest, I think Donald Trump is probably more there than Joe Biden, not by much. And tr Donald Trump's worldview might be more ridiculous and make less sense but I think he's probably more cognizant. I, I mean, I am not splitting in a, hairs. I'm on not in one. a position to actually make that call. But uh, look, all I'm going to say is that I think that they're both old codgers that are absolutely fucking insane. I don't know if either of them is actually 
mentally unfit. Like, what does that mean? What does it mean that you're mentally unfit to be president? Beyond the fact that I think you're an old fucking codger dripping tapioca pudding down your chest. Well, that's And the fact is, is that both of them are surrounded with enough people that are willing to slap the milk out of his hand and say, no, that's the milk's gone bad. Don't, don't have it. Joe, you can't have ice cream until yeah. you sign this bill. Yeah, exactly. They, they're, I mean, um, and Donnie, you know, please, will you just I get in having, the limousine? We have diet Coke in there. I was, yeah, exactly. I was having a conversation with, uh, with one of my coworkers about it too, where it's like Reagan was losing his little dementiated ass in the white house. And Nancy just sort of made some calls, you yeah. know? Well, and we don't talk about fucking um, the when Eleanor Roosevelt was basically running the White House. I meant Edith Wilson or JFK's not in not so much a cognizant or a mental thing, but more like you know, FDR where it's like JFK was suffering from. I don't remember what the condition Brights, I believe. Brights, yeah. Bright's disease or whatever the hell. JFK actually suffered from Addison's disease. He was getting he was out of commission at certain points and people just covered. The fact is, is that we maybe let's not impose these sort of superhuman ideals of and uh, and power upon what is generally an old fucking man in a suit that had a bunch of people tick his name on a box. He's just as they're just as prone to the same flaws and lapses as anyone else. But the the blatant hypocrisy of, again, four years of. Oh, Donald Trump is a drooling simpleton that has no idea where he is or what's going on. And then Joe Biden calls one of the Supreme Court justices mom in the middle of the, you know, fucking, Joe starts talking. I don't want to go to school today, <laughs> Mr. President. No, I'm not going. Uh, what else do we? How have? is this Hunter Biden's fault though? Um, I haven't heard that yet. Well, because Hunter Biden smoked the crack instead of giving it to the Loa. Ah, of course, of course. Uh, mutant wolves roaming Chernobyl exclusion zone have developed cancer resilient abilities. Finally, the story I was waiting for, dude, this is complete bullshit. Cause no, I've been saying, I, I say for fucking years that if I go to Chernobyl, I'm going to get fucking X-Men powers. And you're like, no, you're just going to fucking die. And now look at that. The wolves have the X-Men powers. Just whenever the you wolves think, have the fucking just powers. When you think it's all over, we bounce back. All right. Life finds a way. I have loved this because it tells me. It will, and you know, and it's you know, it's not like I really doubted this. I knew this somewhere in my head, but I always love the reminder that humans could totally fuck up and obliterate as much life as we potentially could possible on this earth, and somehow something by the end of it is going to be alive and better than fucking ever. We are. <laughs> there is no hope. The uh, the the only thing is that humans might get fucked up, but even then, I'm sure that when all of this is over, there are going to be some insane mutant descendants of humanity worshiping two things the totemic amphibious spirits of the water as elucidated by the necronomicon physics and then the fucking chernobyl wolves <laughs> damn dude uh, it took a second but you you got there you really got there <laughs> and there was was do you guys far. <laughs> do you guys like this ongoing bit about the totemic amphibious spirits of the water as elucidated in the Necronomicon physics? Or it's it's not the, a bit. You can tell one, us. But. You can tell us on Patreon <laughs> if you think that bit is too long and meandering. But uh, no, for real. I mean, honestly, I I want to go. If we're talking about silly absurdist magic, I want to go build a Chernobyl wolf shrine now because that seems like somebody. You, that's a, that's a spirit you want on your side. You what know if you what could I mean? Tame a Chernobyl wolf. Oh, I wouldn't. 
I'd ask to join. <laughs> I'm part of the I wanted to untame me. What have you been raised by? What were you raised by wolves? No, but I'm really trying to get in. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying These my guys best, know man. what's up. Let me, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up. It's sort of a reverse Tarzan situation. It just got bite marks all over. I'm hoping the irradiated wolves kind of spread their power to me a little bit, you know, like a sort of a Peter Parker. But, you know, who knows? I know then I'm just right now. I'm just happy to be alive and breathing. <coughs> if you guys like these long rendering bits, head over to Patreon. <laughs> head over to Patreon where we've got hours and hours of cut jokes oh god no we don't don't join the patreon for that extra content we do have very good extra content three solid hours of stuff that we said cut that Please no cut that. don't put that in no, this episode no 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 unless uh unless rip roar news an oklahoma judge was accused of sending over 500 texts during a murder trial now she's stepping down what an Oklahoma judge stepped down Friday after allegedly exchanging more than 500 texts with a bailiff in which she mocked trial participants and talked offensively about the state attorneys while she presided over a June murder trial. That, so just being like incredibly unprofessional. So Bestie can't vent or what? <sighs> Not <to the laughs> yeah, bailiff. right. That's what I was thinking. Well, like, I guess that's the thing is that it's very human. It's just like we all talk shit. Or I mean, I don't. I'm I'm really nice, actually. I'm a nice guy. I don't talk shit about anybody, especially behind their back. <laughs> hey, Kennedy. Garrett smells. That's why I put him behind the glass. <laughs> I've been dealing with my smell for the last week you bring this to my you bring this to my attention did you really it's hilarious uh let's not talk about it <laughs> let's move on oh, i'll tell boy. you later if you want to hear that story go over to our no Patreon. No. <laughs> no stop <laughs> telling them that we've had a patreon for one month and, you and we got so many stories no, we now don't. we have so, many. so much content no. we have so much on there we have no. more we put more content than we have in this year of doing the show. Do you want to take parasocial right to the next level? Join oh the Patreon. God. Get a pair of socials. Get a pair of socials. That, no, that joke, that joke doesn't work either. Just okay. stop. Everyone stop. Okay, no, but people talk, people talk shit. People vent. People say so. Like, I understand that it's in the criminal justice system. You have really got to be on your P's and Q's and looking professional and everything like that. But I understand, like, stuff like this is just going to happen. Lincoln County District Judge Tracy Soderstrom agreed to resign as part of a settlement with the state after it accused her of inappropriate conduct on the bench and petitioned for her removal from office. She had held the position in the 23rd Judicial District of Oklahoma since January 2023. 23-23, damn. A petition filed in October cited text exchanges in which Soderstrom made fun of attorneys, jurors, and witnesses. Let's see what sort of terrible things she might have said. Oh, nice suspenders, jackass. You know what I just realized, though? Are they like really? She's supposed to be unbiased. I guess that's why this is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's probably a... But I don't know. But here's... do, Do you think saying stuff like this actually constitutes a breach of like legal impartiality because I don't think this is fair necessarily. They said one of the district attorneys was sweating through his coat. 
Another, she commented, why does he have baby hands? They are so weird looking. (laughs) (laughs) Praising the defense attorney, the judge said, she's awesome. Soderstrom later asked, can I clap for her? She also texted the bailiff that a police officer who took the stand was pretty, adding, I could look at him all day. See, none of this... Oh, wow. Okay, Soderstrom in another message used an expletive to call one video played to a witness boring. What, like fucking boring? Speculated whether one of the jurors was wearing a wig and opined that due to a lack of DNA evidence against the defendant, there would be no way they can get guilty on murder, according to the petition. Um, See, that last one is the one moment where I say, all right, that's starting to sound a little... uh, I just, I, really, but even then it sort of sounds more like, this is, I think you should leave sketch. I struggle with this thing because like, it's just, it's, this seems like this, uh, this weird toss up of like how many judges thought shit like that and just didn't, te- or how many judges texted shit like that and just didn't get caught. This feels like sort of a thing that humans do. None of these seem that fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I'm not super I don't know impressed what, by anything I don't know she what, said. It again, maybe like, this goes back to what I said earlier. What superhuman uh, unbiased qualities are we supposed to be putting on judges where we think that like they look at everything impartially? No, they don't. There's a study that judges are more likely to hand out harsh sentences before lunch because they're hungry. Like, That's why I always ask get, for late court dates. Yeah, get your trial. Get, you need to get your trial around 2 o'clock. I, no, I need to get my trial at like 6 o'clock. That way, like no, because then he's gonna wait. He's waiting for dinner. No, yeah, I'm gonna he's, bring he's got him his dinner. Table ready You're for gonna him. bring him. If, if you, you bring, bring the judge, judge Chinese takeout, you, you automatically get you off. Go, you, I'm pretty sure you get another charge for trying to. He's gonna be like, "Is that a sweet and sour chicken?" Well, you hand that over, and then you're also guilty. He goes, "It's a parking <laughs> you're, ticket." You're, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the thing: it's like judges are fucking human and it's like i don't have to agree or particularly like that a judge behaves and says and thinks like that but i just know that there's half a billion of them that have probably done the same if not worse oh because yeah. people are people and they're flawed none of the things in there were that bad no uh baby hands is kind of funny baby hands is real why you funny. got baby hands <laughs> why they got baby hands why do they why do they have baby hands they're so weird it's like what kind of fucking diablo yeah. cody fucking dialogue is that that's just like internal monologuing outwardly yeah. <laughs> like yeah why yeah. is that juror wearing a wig how long has this judge been on the bench is the bigger question they've been in that position since january of last year oh yeah yeah, yeah. so that this is a whole year of them doing this shit which means they probably got like enough material that they could turn this into like a sitcom based on being a judge. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Wait, and, that's just night like court. loads of. She other- should go right for night court. <laughs> Maybe there's just loads and loads of judges who saw this and they're like, "What the absolute fuck is wrong with you?" And then there's probably plenty of them going, "I need to delete my messages." Thank God I use Telegram. Did the bailiff just turn on her? what i don't know it didn't say that just like uh, you imagine that oh that's real fucked up because then g is right like best bestie can't vent 
Like, I can't just be talking to my homie. It's like, we're not friends. I did not, I have not liked you the entire time we've been working together. Bailiff just texted initially, like, how'd you even get my number? <laughs> and she's like, this, why does dude got baby hands? Again, this is my work phone. He doesn't, he doesn't he even know it's be- her. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, who the fuck? Which one of only who way are like, you? Yeah, only way later does he put it together. It's like, oh, oh, that's Judge Soderstrom. Oh, I should report. I'm this. gonna report this. Yeah, you're. Uh, I thought that was Wendy. You know, I thought, I thought she was taking was a break from the cafeteria. I thought I was just thinking, it's like, shit, this stenographer is on fire today. She can type that fast and text me. Fuck, that's crazy. The PSYOP situation sounds like this is just a reason to get rid of her, though. Yeah, that's another thing. It could totally be. But they said that this was part of a settlement of some kind. So somebody brought this to their attention where they were like, hey, your judge is a is a fucking wackadoo and you need to cut this shit out, fam. Mm. Plus, PSYOP is a that's an X-Men. And we already talked about X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> With the Did you hear about the, uh, what's the fucking dark uh, voiced blonde lady? She's going to prison for 11 years for that fake blood shit. Blonde blood bitch. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about the, yeah. God, what's her name? The, the, (sighs) yeah. Got a weird rat nest hair, always wearing a turtleneck. Elizabeth Holmes. Faked, faked all this technology for blood tests. No, because we talked about her on the show too, where it was like she was, she, they gave her like two, three months at, at the at least that it might have been longer, but like to for her to get her affairs in order before they threw her in the slammer. And it's like and we were talking about oh, absolutely. how it's, it's the wealthy and the quote unquote that, that elite that. have just a complete different set of operating rules. Because like if I couldn't pay if I couldn't pay my fucking parking ticket and they're like, all right, you go, you're going to spend 30 in the county. You better relinquish yourself right now. Hit you over the hill with a nightstick. Yep. And then the judge is going to talk shit about me because I got baby hands. Wasn't that a hot minute ago, though? Because like I said, I swear. No, no, she we... just turned herself in today. Oh, she just finally went in for it. That's what we were talking about. How long ago Bro. did we talk about that shit? She's been like out this fucking whole fucking year? time. Yeah, what, the, what the absolute fuck? Oh, guys, I'm this so fucking I'm stupid. I don't know where I, I guess I read an old post today. I thought it was today. I'm sorry. It was eight months ago, I think. I swear that's not a joke. I just really thought that happened today. Okay, so so cut that. You're gonna cut this, and you're gonna just cut to. Oh, I'm sorry. That's like eight months Fuck. ago. <laughs> this wouldn't happen if we were Chernobyl wolves. Stress is a key factor driving some teens to drugs and alcohol. CDC study warns. <laughs> no shit. Fucking wow. What? You, y'all needed a whole study for that shit? You mean life is hard and people try to self-medicate when they're going through stuff? Shit, that's crazy. i never heard of that before. Absolutely abysmal that we give... The CDC has money to make studies like that. I'm really mad. Like, I'm I know so, I know. there's probably plenty of people got, listening to this going like, no, this is an important study. Like, no, it's fucking not. Man, there's I'm, nothing fucking positive about... Why do we... Like, you sound stressed, all right? Do you, you want some Robitussin? Like a whole bottle of Robitussin? You want to drink like a whole bottle? Two bottles of Robitussin. It'll make you feel better. You won't be so stressed. What else you got? Oh, my God. Lightning round, lightning round, lightning round. Um, Let's see. We got sexual desire dropped for many women after the pandemic hit. Here's what you can do. Stress kills sex. So don't be stressed. So drink, <laughs> drink a bunch of Robitussin. <laughs> drink a bunch of Robitussin. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. 
So are you saying that women have less sexual desire or people have less sexual desire for women? This is about women struggling to get back sexual desire. To uh, Women just don't want to fuck after the pandemic? Yeah. Oh. I it's because you used up all your fucking during the pandemic. Because you ran out of shit to do to begin with. You're like, all right, I'm just going to fuck. You know, just spending all that alone. To, you know, that's my problem, though, is like... I, I've got such a skewed view of the pain. Ah, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm low-key tired of hearing about stuff from before the pandemic. Like, before the <laughs> pandemic. And it's like, before just, the that pandemic. was fucking, that was, that was like three, almost four years ago. Just stop. I'm tired of hearing about it. This wasn't like, re, this wasn't a recent fucking development. Dr. Justin LaMiller, a research fellow at the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University. It makes sense that people experienced a lot of difficulties during this time because you had these major life disruptions that didn't necessarily go away when the world reopened. Like, n fuck it. Again, like, you spent money on this shit. Someone got, someone was paid. This fucker with his sex and psychology podcast was paid. Be like, yeah, man, you know, it, it, it shit really sucks. I don't think this really counts as, like, the pandemic's fault, though. What I think what he's just saying is that life has gotten harder and more fucked up for most of us and it's making it more difficult to fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to find the energy to fuck when you're in a, a constant state of agitation, stress, and terror. That's oh, why God. you gotta, it's why you just, I'm sure like, you know, we can fix it by like just people meditating. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, uh, you know what? Let's kill two birds with one stone. Everybody just do like tantric sex and you can meditate. And you can have the sex at the same time. That way you're more efficient. Everything will be fine. That and way you can, you can get go eight back hours to being, of sleep yeah. so then yeah. you can get up and go to work. Yeah, you know where I was going with this. Like like a joke about productivity. And stuff. Like if we could just have tantric sex for about five minutes a day, I can keep my focus and my mindfulness practice. That way I can be a better worker when I go down to uh, the, the, uh, the discount armory that I work at where I sell guns to school children. Well, the good news is that the Chernobyl wolves won't have to put up with this. No. Oh, God. Do you want to hear more advice as to how to fix your sex life uh, after the pandemic? Because this is an awesome quote I'm seeing. All right. All fine. right. That feeling at the beginning of a relationship when the desire is on fire all the time is actually an anomaly in the world of sexuality. And it's okay if you have to change your approach as a relationship goes on. Many people, particularly women, tend to experience what is called responsive arousal as opposed to spontaneous arousal, she said. If you want to have sex on Saturday, start foreplay on Wednesday. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't... I don't... Whatever. People do whatever works for them, and I understand that no two relationships are alike, and... I don't want to fault this. I'm sure that there's some useful things in all of this sex psychology and stuff. I just don't... I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even mean this to sound crass, but it's like, it's not an issue in my relationship. So like, I don't know what the fuck am I supposed to say to this? The research has shown that 30% of women experienced pain the last time they had sex, which is a really mind boggling number. It's cause I keep pinching you. <laughs> keep going honk, honk. No, this is the part that gets me. If you're experiencing pain during sex, it makes zero sense to crave it. There, there are people that are into pain during sex. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't didn't think, think this, about that, Mister Sex Psychologist Expert. I, I got a fucking degree. <laughs> yeah, you didn't think about that, did you? A lot of people who dealt with our sexual difficulties just by avoiding sex, because sometimes it's easier to just not do it and not talk about it than it is to let have those difficult conversations. This isn't news. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm so done with you. Like, what? Just cut all of this. This is trash. <laughs> this is trash. And you're like, you spent so much time reading this and it's nothing. It's <laughs> trash. It's garbage. Were you looking for advice? Are you having problems? <laughs> Go talk to an expert. Don't talk about it on this podcast. You need a parrot headline. This is trash. This the, <laughs> this whole episode has gone off the rails. What do you what do you want me to fucking do, man? Bring back the wolves. Tell me more about the wolves. <laughs> Tell me one exciting fact about the Chernobyl wolves, and then we'll move on. Gee, you want to hear more about the Chernobyl wolves? I would love nothing more. Than to hear thank about you, the Chernobyl thank wolves. you. That, see, that's it. That's what the people want. People want to hear about wolves at Chernobyl. Wolves at Chernobyl. Wolves at Chernobyl. Wolves at Chernobyl. Oh Wolf, gee, come on, help me out. Uh. Wolves at Chernobyl. <laughs> wolves at Nearly Chernobyl. 38 years since the nuclear disaster, wildlife has I got a calendar, motherfucker. Tell me something cool about them. Um. So aggressive. <laughs> Um, Tell me something else. In 2014, Love and her colleagues went inside the Chernobyl exclusion zone and put GPS collars equipped with radiation decimators on the wild wolves. They took blood from the animals to understand their response to the cancer-causing radiation, according to a release published by the Society of Integrative Comparative Biology. They learned that the wolves are exposed to 11.28 millirem of radiation daily to their lifespan more than six times the legal safety limit for humans. The Chernobyl wolves' immune systems appear different than normal wolves, similar to those of cancer patients going through radiation treatment, the researchers found. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that the Chernobyl wolves can take, at a, at a, on average, six times the amount of radiation that we let people have. Yes. Legally. Mm-hmm. Out fucking standing. All right? So you're telling me that this wolf is six times as strong as a person? No, that's just, that's, that's, that's what I heard. So you're they, telling they me they have six times the durability of a man? Unfortunately, Love's work has stalled somewhat as she and her colleagues have been able to return to the Chernobyl exclusion zone, first due to the COVID nineteen pandemic, and now due to the ongoing war between Russia and Ukraine. Okay, end the war so that we can get back to studying these fucking wolves. Because if we don't study them, they're going to get too strong. Then they're going to end the war for us. Yeah. That, All right. That these wolves are six times stronger than a man, so they could probably rip through a tank. Yeah, that sounds factually correct and um, accurate. Great, guys. You got some fantastic news. Now, I, I know what you guys are thinking. Yeah. Six times the amount. Six times more. <laughs> so much this episode's so fucked why do we even do this podcast what's the worst fucking is this the first time we're gonna have to give like an honest to god do over on an episode this one feels really off the rails i don't know 
we should just give up on doing the podcast because we've never been good at it and no one likes you it. You better fucking stop with all those words. That's that, this, this shit's I'm not awesome. trying to hear your pity party. I'm just being very realistic. Well, you know what? I, I just think that maybe if you had taken this podcast more seriously early on, we oh, wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, blaming me for this. Oh, yeah. boy. We're back just, to that crutch. I don't think it's a crutch. I think it's a real observation that the podcast would work better if you actually gave a shit. I mean, okay, that's that's great. You know, it's like, you know what you do for the podcast? You show up and you give me content and you come up with episode ideas and you make material and you really make the episodes work. But like, is that really doing anything? <laughs> is that podcast? doing? Is that actually helping? <laughs> it's like making the podcast actually helping the podcast. It's like that no, thing. Where no, I, it's know. not. Because what's going to help the podcast is getting lots and lots of people on Patreon. And <laughs> all you do is keep telling them that there's stuff on the Patreon that isn't actually there. <laughs> I mean, like... You've derailed this episode so many times. Just you just keep yelling about wolves. <laughs> How are we supposed to bring this episode back together at this point? Um. Okay, I could claim to be internet drama sensation Keemstar. No, oh, I did no, I, no, no. I'm sorry, that's another thing. I think I might know. Um, is it <laughs> what's in the news? <laughs> no, we did that already, and it was really bad. <laughs> It might have been the worst news segment we've done yet. <laughs> I feel like we had some good opinions. No, like I think I think that we whole started thing really was well. No, I think we that, I don't think we did. We focused in on like a couple good news stories. And I don't then, think like, we, we did. Biffed it, then we totally fucking biffed. It. I don't. I I think we definitely biffed it, but I think when <laughs> we biffed it is a much much earlier than you actually imagine. Okay. 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 How's the work? <laughs> All right, Sonny. I know how we gonna get this show back on the road. Let me tell you something about right what, what about what I I know I'm about ribs. I'm gonna ask you to stop. I'm gonna ask you to actually stop for a minute. Can everyone just take a deep breath? <laughs> Let it out. <clears throat> so, given that this episode has already gone off the rails, how could we possibly make it even worse and uh, somehow keep the show going? we could have another round of fringe or cringe. There we go. That's how we save it. If we just name the segments, we can act like we planned it. We did. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, because we've only done this section one other time, in this segment, we take a handful of sort of lightning round on a particular subject matter and just sort of rattle off, hey, here's the basic gist of this, and we rank it on a scale of one to ten, one being totally fucking cringe, 10 being totally, you know, fringe as in like, you know, out there wild, but in a good way. Did we rank it on numbers? I thought we just said if it was fringe or cringe. No, nah, we did like a one. I think we did like a one through five or a one through 10. Oh, shit. Okay. That's I'm fine. saying we'll do it like, you know, one being this is awful, cringy nonsense and we can do. And then like a 10 being this is totally out there and I love it for how right. oddball it is. All right. That sounds good. This week, we are going to take a look at what we think are some slightly more obscure cults. Yeah, I know you're all disappointed. You're like, oh, why aren't you doing Heaven's Gate or Om Shinrico or um, the, the Ant Hill Boys or whatever? Wait, 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 wait. The guy, they, damn it, never mind. I was going to make a Pet Shop Boys joke, but I oh. just told. I, you, just, you couldn't I think choked. of a Pet I Shop totally Boys song? I totally fucking choked. Yeah, ah, fuck the, the Go West, my son, guys. <laughs> the, the West Thank End you. Girls. That's the one I was. That was the one I was fucking thinking of too. And I'm just like, what is it? 
And I'm, I'm singing the song in my head, but whatever, it doesn't matter. We wanted to take some of the more slightly obscure, but also ones that had more spooky woo-woo than just like, ah, uh, kooky. Because, you know, there's... You can find a cult for yeah, um, you can people find, just going like, I'm Jesus, like every yeah. five fucking seconds. It's yeah, not there's hard. always cults where it's like, oh, we do whatever Earl tells us to do. Yeah, you know, he's, he he's says a big he spooky so-and-so, and, so and yeah. he says I gotta have sex with him, and then my daughter's gotta have sex with him because I'm a fucking big spooky. And don't get me wrong, that's all, you know, that's most of these cults too, but still, there's at least a, a little more in the realm of like, this is some stuff that I've heard people talk about before as far as like their kooky beliefs. First up, we've got the Order of the Solar Temple, also known as the International Chivalric Order of the Solar Tradition, or just the Solar Temple. They were an esoteric religious group, often described as a cult. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they're not the same thing, but you know, often one often leads as... to the other. They oh, were founded God. by Luc Jarret and Joseph de Mambro in 1984 Switzerland. This is essentially like if the OTO went really left the field and stuff started getting really real, real, real dodgy. Uh, DeMombro was actually involved with some facet of the OTO in like the 60s. Yeah, like a reconstruction. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. So there's definitely like some some Western tradition influence. They claim to be part of the Knights Templar. They claim to be like Rosicrucians. Oh, and all who this. They're, they're doing sex alchemy and lodge stuff. And apparently they were... <laughs> now, I read this where they said that supposedly they used like holograms and stuff like that. And I'm thinking like in the 80s, 90s, like, nah. Like, I bet... <laughs> like the shitty fucking 3D yeah. glasses. <laughs> but like they said they were using like all sorts of weird stage theatrics during initiations to like trick people into thinking and I'm thinking like maybe they just knew the the highlights to hit because you to give somebody a magical experience where they see like visions and shit is not that hard but like maybe they maybe they were just good at it and so they were like it had to be a hologram there's no way i actually saw jesus and the holy grail and all this stuff yeah it's like i feel like it's honestly easier to just overwhelm somebody with the bells and the smells and they're like <gasps> you know to then to make like super advanced you know uses a i don't know or maybe it was just like ah nah we threw a green we threw a screen and had the fog machine going i just turned on the projector and then it was the dude on the cross wow he's out <laughs> it starts off very much like lodge magic but also like they're trying to make money it's like hey buy this silver chalice for the initiation ritual and all these robes and stuff like that yeah and then all... also pay us the initiation fee and then then you get to be part of the 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 outer circle and then you get to be part of the inner belly button if you play your cards right. Right. And um, Franco-Swiss conductor Michel Tabaknik. Tabaknik? Tabaknik. He's a conductor and a promoter of art. And he, um, he got involved in this, though later he gets acquitted of any of the really creepy stuff that happens later. But if I'm reading this correctly... It sounds like he was actually a very big esoteric person, so he got very drawn in to this. And then he ended up writing stuff for them because he had a big esoteric library that he got from his father, hmm. which is kind of interesting when you think about like cult leaders building up this kind of weird order and stuff and then finding a guy who's like, hey, you're really good at this. Could you just like do the shit for me? <laughs> There's a story like, like a homeopath or something, right? He's yeah, not even yeah, like well, a particularly like honestly, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of the Adam Weishaupt thing where it's like, uh, hey, we're starting this this uh, 
Illuminati order thing like that. And uh, it's like, if, yeah, we want you to join. And it's like, well, what are the higher degrees you haven't studied? It's like, uh, okay, listen, we didn't, we haven't actually made any yet. Do you want to help us write them? I, I completely glossed over the fact that DeMombro claimed that there was going to be a cosmic child king that uh, <laughs> was going to rule classic the coming cult, Classic cult move yeah, is yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're going to have a really badass baby in and like then 20 he, years. Well, it, it, no, not even, because then it was like, this was before the order was actually founded. Oh, no. And then... It's like this lady that he was fucking. <laughs> he just got. He claimed that like she got like you know virgin married, but he was just fucking her. Just said, oh yeah, that's my son, and he is the cosmic. He's he's, he's the, the new he's the he's new, the new Jesus solar boy. Christ, yeah. yeah, he's the Jesus boy. There's a list here of like their what like what their um their goals were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stuff like reestablish knowledge and of authority and power, affirm the primacy of spirit. Uh, the return, the return of Christ in solar glory. It's like you know, for, uh, assumption, uh, participants in the assumption of the earth. Like, who cares? You know, this is like very standard stuff. It isn't like reawaken your your five dimensional DNA or anything. This is like stuff that you'd imagine you you could hear from any sort of lodge. This is the kind of shit that like Western esotericists were into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like this is honestly, it's it's all of the hallmarks of Western tradition stuff. As you know, particularly like high ceremonial shit, just like things really go afield because people start talking about cosmic baby and uh, then uh, murder suicide. Oh, is that where this leads? Yeah, that's the that's the real crux of this. First disagreements start where people uh, start arguing over the stage magic stuff that I was hinting at earlier, saying like you're doing, which I think that. Honestly, a, a certain bit of theatric and stage in a ceremony can be beneficial. Like, I understand that when you're trying to trick somebody into thinking like God's saying, give, give this guy more money with like stage magic, that's kind of fucked, which I think is sort of what was going on. People start asking for money back. Money starts disappearing. You know, like all the sorts of stuff that happens with cults <laughs> when there's a lot of people involved. You know, this person wants to be paid back. This person gives up their job, that sort of thing. All the in the meanwhile, uh, uh, old buddy Demombro is still like on some magic baby, and uh, then he starts talking about this. He starts talking about Sirius, which again, Western traditions. Very As big. always, we come back to Sirius. Yeah, um, but then it's with the twist of kind of like the Heaven's Gate, where it's like, okay, we need to transfer our souls back to the Sirius system. So how are you gonna do that? Oh, um, kill yourself, kill yourself. And they're like, well, what? It, wait, 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 because this is YouTube. We're going to have to censor that. <laughs> you have to exit your... the game yeah. in Fortnite. But it's no, because it goes even weirder. Because at first they're like, all right, I know not everyone is going to be on board with this. So first we have to kill people that are not going to be on board with this. The people that have betrayed our principle. Oh, that's even better. That's you love it when you're like, hey, look, we know not everyone is going to be willing to do this. So make sure you get the ones that are not going to be willing to do this first. Then kill the people who are kind of on board with the idea of this great spiritual transition, but don't know about killing themselves because they're kind of cool, but they're not. We got to help them along. And then finally, we'll all just kill ourselves. So it's like everybody's got to die. It's just in the stages of like who does what, right? And uh, this happens over a period of about like a... like. 
two, three weeks, something like that. Oh, Jesus. And it's, oh, it's massive too. And it's like, and I don't want to like gawk at the numbers, but it's, it's How women. Many people? It's, oh, God. Sadly, and this is, this is where it kind of stops being funny. All in all, 77 lives were claimed in uh, multiple instances in 1994, 95, and 97. Wow. So the suicides kept going. That's the that's the part that's insane to me that like they kept happening that more than one of these happened. I think the first one happened initially in DeMombro and, and uh, Luke Jure, I believe, uh, lost their lives in the first one. And then it just sort of happened cascading, cascading, cascading. Right, right. With the last one being in uh, March 22nd, 1997, where five, I guess there were like five holdouts. And like I said, it's, it's actually very similar to the Heaven's Gate sort of thing where they decided they needed to transition and then somehow there was still like the away team hanging around. Far, far too many people were either tricked into, and that's the other thing too, is it's like, there. this was, a lot of this was suicide, but then a lot of these people were murdered, killed, like did not want to die and then were killed. So it's, it's just the worst type of tragedy where not only did these, did a lot of people throw their lives away, but then they took other people with them and it's just, ugh, it's real, real unsavory. To me, what, what seemed to have started as like a, a con, a way to extract money from people ended with two nutter butters throwing down their lives and taking with them far too many people with them uh i would firmly rank this as the most cringe fucking shit yeah yeah it is it's not only unoriginal like yeah. western occult yeah bullshit. it's like recycled it was what? a con and not a very good one and then it ends with killing people it's got a it's jesus like it's yeah. it's cliche and and yeah and of course and it ends with murder and the only thing that's notable about it is just that they managed to not only get like one mass suicide, but several over a period of time. Yeah. And they got some minor art composer promoter bullshit type to write them a bunch of weird esoteric stuff that ended up making him go to court because they thought he was a mastermind. And he might have been. I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's it's really I, a I give shame. it a I'll give it a two for that. It's it two for two fucking nut jobs. And I don't want to be this guy either of like, oh, it wasn't crazy enough. I understand that this is something that caused people their lives. But in terms of like their esoteric beliefs and stuff, it is really is like very box standard. It's yeah. like, man, really? It's like, who, who hasn't claimed to be a Knights Templar before? Who didn't have a solar Jesus baby? Yep. I mean, really? Gee, what do you think? Um, you know, I like solar babies, but this is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. Pretty, pretty awful. Pretty cringe. Mega cringe, bro. Not a big fan. You know right. what's cringe actually is saying that mass murder is cringe. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty it's fucking a, cringe. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, but it's, it's, it's absolute wackadoo, joke, yeah. senseless behavior. It's just fucking, it's despicable. Yeah. But even, even taking the murders and the crimes out of it, it's still like, you, you shit's kind of cringe, bro. No, it's incredibly cringe. Ooh, we're the, we're the secret knights of the, the rosy cross. If you haven't claimed to be a Rosicrucian at least once, you're not, what are you doing? Not even on the path, bro. Yeah, man. You gotta step up your magic game. If you're not a Luciferian, Freemason, OTO member, then, you know, the fuck you doing, Holmes? It's like you don't even know what magic is. If you don't trace your lineage back to Atlantis, 
you are like a child. You are like a baby that I will kiss on your forehead. Like, you tiny. I put you down for a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of tracing your lineage back to Atlantis. Oh, boy. That's going to bring us to our next one. The Happy Science Cult, formerly oh, known as the Institute for Research and Human Happiness. <laughs> All right, that just sounds like some Leary shit, though, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound like some shit Leary would come up with? Yeah, but it's it's actually much, much worse. Okay, worse and it Leary. begins with a man named Ryuho Okawa, who was, that was not the name he was born with. I don't know the significance of the name, but he was originally, he was uh, Takashi Nakagawa, and then he changed his name to Ryo Okawa. Oh, well, Takashi is just like, it's like being a Bill in Japan, you know what I mean? like bill or bob All right. he was like a he stock. was like bob dude man he was joe smith and he was like i ain't gonna do that one yeah there was already a joseph smith my understanding is that he started as like essentially like a like a stockbroker like an investment broker you know like a, like a financier type guy and it was you know just doing his job and all that stupid stuff. pencil yeah. pusher yeah yeah, yeah. little bitch but then somewhere along he had a divine awakening like you do where he realized that he, Ryo Okawa, was El Kintare. <laughs> it, it's not El Kintare like like what? L like Spanish, is it? Uh, that's the vibe I get, but as it's E L. Oh no, Kintare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and for and then he's El Kintare, like the like Elohim. Well, that's that's just the thing. El Kintare is the god above all gods, the most high one who has been known as uh, many different names. He was Elohim, Odin, Osiris, Hermes, Shakyamuna, Booty. <laughs> Shakyamuni. 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 He was Shakyamuni. He was the Shakyamuni Buddha, you know, Siddhartha Gautama Buddha, that Buddha. The, he was Thoth, who was king of Atlantis. Ah. So there, there you go, Atlantean origins. And he was also like a billion other fuckers that are real and imaginary. Um, Does he give you the whole list, though? Uh, somewhere. I'd have to find it. <laughs> but uh, also, remember, it's also important to note that human life began on Venus. Uh, of course, it's so always he's also uh, He's also one of the Sun Ra people. Uh, he, yeah, he's, he's the king of Shambhala. All that stuff. You know, the, the Venusian kings as... Uh, elucidated by many of the by many of the uh esoteric yeah ascended masters and everything else you know so when he had this realization he set about can uh letting everyone know and uh gathering followers guys listen listen i I don't want to i am el cantare and uh you 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 guys just need to get down with that get down with it you need to understand my teachings and uh what are those teachings uh you just got to be like a really good person all the time. <laughs> uh, the fourfold path as opposed to the eightfold path, which is just, he, he, he just, just simplified cut through, that shit. He just cut it in half and was like, yeah, look, 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 look. Some of this is unnecessary. <laughs> um, what is the fourfold path? Does it say? Love gives wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. <laughs> that, is the, uh, that is the main principle. I don't understand. <laughs> Look, that, yeah. they, this sounds like something got lost in translation. Yeah, no, makes sense. Look, the whole point is to express infinite gratitude, always have positive thoughts, and give El Cantare a lot of worship and a lot of money. Oh, just really? Be a cool yeah, guy yeah, yeah. And and give me your uh, give me your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do whatever. Here's you my can. PayPal. Be a fan. Join the Patreon. You must take a great many of uh, 
the seminars and courses to raise your ranking in the group. And you oh. do that by giving them a bunch of money. Yeah, this is some Scientology. Yeah, it's very shit. much like Got some Scientology. It. They also have like a political party that is seeking to gain more influence. Of course. And they say like, man, what is the best? What What's going to really do the most to uh, bring about love, compassion, and happiness for everybody? Japanese military expansion. Oh! You know what else helps? Just deny historic massacres that the J- Japanese government has committed. Oh, of course. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Uh, concern, you know. Fiscal and social conservatism. Strengthening the U.S.-Japan alliance. So that's... Man, how come cult leaders are always so bitch-made? They only have two modes. They either have, like, full-blown hedonist mode, where they're just like, I'm going to fuck everyone and everything, or they're like, hey, you know what would be really great? Like, bringing back traditional fucking families. (laughs) Like, those are the two options of cult leader. You're um, either a Mormon or you're uh, what's that shit? The the sex cult that the Smallville chick was in. Oh God! Oh no! Like those are your two modes. Those are cults. Rio has uh, also has some connection to like seances and spiritualism, or at least like pretending that he does, because he does like spirit interviews where he calls up like I'm Nelson Mandela now. Oh, don't you know? No. Ignore the fact that I'm doing this in Japanese and everything. You know, that, it's like that sort of stuff. Um, he also has a connection somehow <laughs> to the Thomas Edison spirit phone, where it's like I guess he made one that like worked or something like that. But here's fucks, the big dude. couple. Uh, a couple notable things. One, he has enough influence that he has created or led to the creation of animation houses and studios because there are something like nine different movies made by the happy science cult nine expressing either just like movies that are like here's the secret history of the world and we're going to talk to you about how thoth used advanced mind and spiritual technologies to fight wars in ancient fucking samaria or whatever the fuck or like this incarnation of the buddha and elohim this is what happened when osiris was here but it's all the same guy reincarnating and that sort of stuff or like there's one where it's like like some friends figure out the thomas edison spirit phone and they make contact with like like a spirit that guides them divine comedy style through the the multi-layer heaven of happy science beliefs no no yeah yeah, yeah. and einstein and michelangelo are there and jesus is there and thomas edison of course is there thomas edison thomas like what you telling any group that's telling me thomas edison is in heaven i've already got some questions And, and explaining like the spiritual hierarchies and how you get higher up in the ranks and it doesn't say oh you have to take a bunch of rio's courses and give him money it's like you have to like pray harder and think happy thoughts and it's like Tinkerbell, where if you if you don't think happy thoughts, you fall. And I don't know. If, I can't remember if they showed hell or not. But oh, I will plug somebody else, because if you just want to know about the dumb anime movies, uh, Mother's Basement on YouTube did like four fucking videos that broke it all down. Oh, my it's crazy. God. But then they, after a while, they realized that they get bored like or that people get really bored by just hearing like what is essentially a movie version of like a Sunday school thing for your crazy fucking religion. So instead, yeah, that's why a uh, Prince of Egypt failed. <laughs> a lot of people like that. Man. Anyway, yeah, they're look, fucking idiots. Look, look, look. So instead they start doing like world war three movies where it's like, Oh, this is like a, like a horrible pandemic is broken out or like this country is about to go with war. But the main characters are all like happy scientists. Yeah. A happy science people. And then like, 
Ryuho shows up as like the or like someone will it'll show like this is a a future coming incarnation of the solar baby. Elohim so this is literally shit. just this guy's religious fan fiction that yeah. he got to make actual movies out of. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty lit. It's great in the idea of like this is anime movies made by cults. This is fucking insane. But like remember these are horrible horrible people. <laughs> they sold spiritual vaccines that they claimed would prevent COVID-19 during like the heights of the pandemic. Oh, that's awesome. They, you know, How the, come a no lot one's of, talking about the vaccine fraud with those motherfuckers. Yeah, that's a big people just me uh, busting up uh, into a notable, Japanese courthouse with a shirt that says the vaccine was a fraud. Uh, but I mean these act I mean the <laughs> the one from the happy science people specifically. Um uh, they had be because of the timing that they came up, they actually had beef with Am Shinrikyo because it's like, no, we're gonna be the crazy <laughs> Japanese cult. And Am Shinrikyo were like, We're not playing that shit. We're just gonna have to they literally just tried to kill the guy <laughs> and it didn't work <laughs> because he was too powerful. <laughs> no play. I guess it just failed because they're all they're they tried to, incompetent they tried to get they tried to put nerve gas in his car's air conditioning system well they've had great luck with that they they didn't get some new material north, they had nerve gas twice yeah um, that's why they lost like up not i saw that one uh okawa's son has gone on the record as like having broken away and saying that my dad is a complete lunatic who is making all this nonsense up and he's an asshole and you shouldn't listen to him. And he's just manipulating. Wait, is he saying his dad's completely insane or is he saying his dad's like a con man? He's saying his dad is like a con artist who at like, like this is actually, he has made all of this shit up. It's, it's lies and stupid. And he is and Okawa has responded by saying my son is possessed by devils because demons and angels. Hey, and all hey that you know what? I actually, I, I was questioning it, but that does make sense. <laughs> he would be possessed by a devil, probably. Um, one of the things that really made me perk up and pay attention is that in one of the dumb anime things, he does like a lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram type thing, where he has like a fucking sword and he's literally just drawing the pentagram to like expel demons and shit. Oh, that's fucking lit. Which is great. Love that. We should steal like that scene and use it for the podcast. Like, yeah, but video. then they'll try to murder us. Nah, because learn from the Om Shinriki. Oh, God. Like, ch -ch -ch. We got to take them out it's cool we we'll, just, we'll just we'll just slap like an ai filter on it make them like spider-man and peter griffin <laughs> it would make it into steamboat willie mickey mouse there we yeah. go the one thing they can't take yeah overall uh happy science just out of the sheer enjoyment factor of like how looney tunes they are and the fact that they exist like i'm i'm they're in like a seven or eight for me it's like they're horrible and stupid I can but only man, give, it's funny. I I can God. only give them a five because of like the selling fake vaccines and shit like mm. that. You know? That sounds like yeah, I'm right. sure they've done some actual horrible things. No, no, besides well, I'm, sorry, that I'm trying to too, rank. Right? I'm I'm trying to rank these like outside of like because like I said with the solar temple, it's like they're off. But yeah, also, but even like, outside of the horrible things they did, they're still pretty fucking like basic. Yeah. Outside of like the like, oh check me out I'm amorc but I murdered people that's yeah, what they did well like guys like you don't need anyone to tell you that cults are bad and killing people is bad and selling fake vaccines is bad like all of this is bad and horrible and you and, you know it's it's abhorrent and these people should be in jail and this happy science cult should be broken up and thrown to the wind obviously like that goes without saying but there's also like nine fucking movies that are fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll give it. You know, oh, you can find I'll, the you can find the interview, the spirit interviews too. Man's a nut. It's like you I, know, 
complete sidebar, but I have to bring this up. You know, there used to be a weird political um, rationale for uh, spirit talking and seances, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because a lot of mediums were women. The big idea would be that you could get this woman who everyone assumes is probably not very smart because women aren't smart. You know, women don't. All they do is stay in the house all day. But then you would have this woman channeling someone like Aristotle oh. or, you know, some learned figure or some ancient, you know, figure that has all this information. And they now have the authority to try and speak in this other person's voice. And it's a very empowering thing if you think about it. And you could, and it, but you could also see why it would lead people astray to like, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can definitely talk to ghost, <laughs> you know, like that sort of thing. This guy, on the other hand, it seems like he just wants to do it because he wants someone to be like, damn, dude, aren't you so cool, fucking Rio? <laughs> aren't you so fucking dope? I'm Thomas Edison. Forget my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I, I think you're really dope and you built my spirit phone super cool. The one thing I will say is that Thomas Edison didn't steal the spirit phone idea from somebody else. So yeah, hey. well, that's why it didn't work. Right. I mean, he had to, that, <laughs> that's why it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, oh man, I was basically going to go there, but you beat me to it. The last thing I'll say too, is that it's, uh, it is funny that this one really does like it. The, the happy science cult seems like it has everything. It's got like the Scientology alien spirit stuff. It's got some like Mormonism, multi-layer heaven, hell. He's got his shit. own Ramayana shit that he yeah, just wrote. Yeah, and he's got <laughs> and made all, movies. He's, got, he's got these epics of all the reincarnations he's been through. And then he's got like the future. Like this is going to be world war three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sort of shit. He's just got everything. If you, you pick a genre, he's made a movie for it. <laughs> I, for one, can't wait for the Netflix original that they're going to have. I kind of want to take you, let you take the reins on this one. You want to talk about Brother 13? Brother, Brother, Brother 13. No, we said Brother 13. It's Brother 12. Well, I don't I fuck can't with 12, count. do I? <laughs> oh. Brother 11 and an extra. Brother 12 or Brother XII if you don't, if you refuse to bow to uh, Roman numerals like some of us do. His actual name was Edward Arthur Wilson, which is just a, you with a name like that, you born in like the 18, the late 1800s, you're going to be like a spooky woo woo type. That's just how that happens. Oh, I just realized something. He's another uh, notable spiritual Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not a Peter Lambor Wilson, Robert Anton Wilson, Colin, no middle name Wilson and Edward Arthur Wilson. Um, I'm saying he's a good guy and you should listen to everything. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Wilson here was born in England into a very religious family and claimed obviously in his childhood that he was visited by angels because that's what you do when you are a spooky person. So he went traveling the world as a mariner and um, studied world religions according to his own account and he thought he was going to have a destiny that he knew was going to come upon him. It was revealed in a vision in France. And then he got quickly got a following, including a group of wealthy, socially prominent individuals. Mm, you know, awfully was, convenient. Yep. 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 He took the name brother 12 and he established the Aquarian foundation in 1927. Their uh, beliefs were basically theosophy. He published two booklets, which were just saying, you know, Hey, these are my awesome ideas. And you know what you could do? You could give me money so I can build a colony. 
Okay. Okay. So he builds a colony. He's going to like just break away from society where it's like, look, all y'all are idiots. Make a compound. We're going to build a compound. Or was it like he's going to go to another country? He's going to do like another country. Uh, No, he just wants to set up a little compound for people to live in. It's basically trying to create a self-sufficient community. You know, your typical kind of Jonestown. Yeah, a little Jonestown. And it was mostly financed by a wealthy socialite named Mary Connolly. Connolly. Mary Connolly. Take the crucifix. Leave the cannoli. And that wild people just have money to like build towns. Somebody's going to get Elon's ear and then they're going to have like a Teslaville built. He also got a lot of donations because he uh, went around as a uh, political activist supporting Democratic Senator from Alabama, James Thomas Heflin who ultimately supported Herbert Hoover, right back to that joke, (laughs) an insurrection developed within the ranks of his colony when critics claimed that he said he was the Egyptian god Osiris. Okay, okay, that's a normal maneuver. Eventually, you're going to claim to be a god. As one would do, yeah. Okawa got right in front of it, and he claimed to be like, most of them. Yeah. Or at least all the really good ones. Um, See, Brother 12 goes the other uh, path out of that where he says no that was a metaphor <laughs> which are no, the two things you no, can no. when you claim to be a god you either have to double down and say that you're all the cool gods or you have to say that was a metaphor no 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 honestly in a way that is probably a, a one of the more realistic answers you'll get from spiritual teachers they're like no 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 i didn't mean that like I did not mean that literally. I'm talking about like, we're all Osiris. Man is Osiris. That's the, that's the point. Well, it didn't work anyway, because not only were they mad about him saying that he was Osiris, but they're also really mad about him using all the money to do whatever he wants and fucking around. Well, in his defense, he is Osiris. He was Osiris. And I, I metaphorically spent all this money. <laughs> I metaphorically fucked this person. That is my soulmate. He says. So the funny part about this, I think is that the Aquarian foundation, legally dissolved in 1929 which means that it existed for like two years but also that's not you don't very often hear about like cult build like cult organizations just being like up oh, sorry we spent all the money <laughs> usually they they go in too deep and they have to like you know take the heaven's gate out ugh, ugh. well i mean so far he's doing better than Happy science is still going strong, so I guess I don't know what it's going to look like at the bloody end of that, but it's probably not going to be fucking Who pretty. Knows. Probably but the same uh, way the Moonies are going to go. Ugh. But so, so um, what happens? They they he, he files he gets, chapter he, eleven he, and he's <laughs> like, all right, money gone. Yeah. Well, and what do you what do you what would you do if you, in, in the, think about that kind of situation where you're in, where you had essentially like a compound and a group of people supporting you, and then it all kind of falls out from under you. What do you do? I would uh, take any. I take anything that wasn't nailed down and just get out of Dodge. <laughs> Close. Instead, he um started piling up gold. Hell yeah, brother. Okay, so G was right. So he doubled down. Where was he getting the gold? I mean, you know, he just was taking anything he could find. You're both oh, right. Okay. <laughs> he, he got really paranoid fucking, and scared yeah. and was like, they're going to get me. They're going to get me. So he put himself on a fucking island, which I guess I think the compound was on an island. So he goes to like a different island, like a smaller <laughs> island. No, I think everyone else left. And he's the only one. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He said, oh, yeah, get out. 12 oh, yeah, go. oh, yeah, get the hell out. <laughs> None of you are going to be a part of my Oceans 12. That's None of y'all are shit. Osiris. <laughs> None of you are figuratively Osiris. And get the hell on. 
he his uh, mistress that he was cheating on his wife with that caused part of this problem, who goes by Madam Z, which is like, you know, Brother 12 and Madam Z. Like, you you tell me those are like the people that I'm going to go be. They're going to be part of my fucking colony. And this was in like the 1920s, right? Yeah. God, this is this is ahead of its time in terms of sick fucking names. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe like in a maybe like there's like some like I could see some pulp novels being written. Um, so she kind of the was island like a, of Brother Twelve. <laughs> uh, so Madam Z kind of just worked over all the members all the time. She had oh, one yeah. man imprisoned in a cellar. Oh no, that's awful. Like in a hot way, or yeah, was he like? I think he it? just. I think she was just keeping him in the cellar, but he managed to escape, and he went to go tell the police who investigated, and then did nothing. Oh yeah. Thank you, Bro, officer. Even in the 1920s, the even cops the didn't want to help anybody. Yep, yep. It's terrible. What is with people escaping and then the police being like, eh, "I'm sure this is fine." They were no, it was Happens. 19. It was 1920s. So like, a woman? You mean a dame knocked you up? That doesn't sound believable. That doesn't sound plausible. Plus, they're on an island, and I don't want to. I I don't want to get my shoes wet. Eventually, the walls came in. Everything collapsed, and uh, the core group of people that were getting locked in cellars wait, wait, wait. And- literally or no no metaphorically <laughs> okay. but i thought you were telling me it's like he just look, like eventually that he was just a didn't, metaphor he just did keep he didn't deal with any of the upkeep of the fortress and it just fell on madam z was too busy like locking people in the cellars and, to, and then like, everybody was locked walls. so they couldn't get out no but eventually the chickens come home to roost and everyone's like i want my fucking money back you bitch why what what the fuck i'm gonna go get the police and how do you think brother 12 responded to that um he this is when he said this is not a metaphor <laughs> this is very serious and real this is very say. real this and i very literal <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> Close. <laughs> he destroys everything. He oh, so smashed he the colony to pieces. Oh, so he he, he, he like fucked. So that's when it went from vet, fit, from figurative to literal, where he just <laughs> destroyed like, it. The walls literal. came down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the literally of smashing buildings, farm equipment, and a, a sailboat. They then escaped on a private tugboat rather than appear in court to answer to the charges. They fled to Europe and reported to have taken a large amount of gold with them. This man's living like a James Bond villain. So he just loaded up a boat with gold and took off for Europe. Yep. And he supposedly died in Switzerland in 1934, though he may have fabricated his death. And he may have subsequently met with his lawyer in San Francisco. Okay. Okay. So what we're hearing is that he did rob a bunch of people, but... Uh, I guess they were like holding people prisoner too. So I guess like, you know, I think it was like less like holding people prisoner and then just like doing shit to like break them down as a cult people. Yeah. Like that's kind of how, cause it doesn't sound like it was like, Oh, I'm keeping you in the prison because you're definitely going to be trouble. It sounds a lot more of like, you got to prove to me that you're, about it about it spiritually and care about this shit okay. so you get locked in the so fucking this one is just another this is just another elaborate money con though yeah but i like this one because this one's a lot more open about it maybe I like, because it's just like it's such a shorter because that's the the problem we have like the solar temple those people are obviously crazy 
Yeah, it you ends know, very, very badly. It stopped badly. being about the just. It, it was. It probably never was just about the money for those people. They seem really into the power play, and maybe they even believe they're fucking. Yeah, they might Jesus have believed Messiah their own hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and Happy Science Guy, he's still going. He's keeping the kfob up. You know, he's he's pretending this shit is real. Uh, whether Brother Twelve believed any of this stuff, you can at least follow the the lines of. Once people got mad and demanded the money he back, and he was getting sent to court, burned everything he just down burned and everything left. down and left. He was like, "Fuck it, I am Fuck out, you guys. I'm outie. This is as far as this train goes." I do like the idea that he just basically found out about theosophy, and he was just like, "Yeah, fuck, I get to steal that. That's fine. I can just, spit. I can spout that off to people." You said you were Osiris. He's like, "No, that was a that was a metaphor. <laughs> I understand that it is uh it is the current year." 19 uh 1929 which is the current year and you are all mostly uneducated but i see a metaphor is when you say something that doesn't actually mean what you said and then they just were like give us back <laughs> give us back our money and he's like no no, no, no. i've already bought gold <laughs> i've already purchased the gold <laughs> i've taken all of your copper well we're gonna get the police and he's like oh, oh you will <laughs> will you <laughs> well i would suggest you leave quickly to go get them yeah if you excuse me i'm gonna take <laughs> my <laughs> large club and axe <laughs> yep, yep, and yep. stand outside for a little while <laughs> Did one of you Madam? dock the boat by chance? Madam, our boat awaits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he just, he just smashes them. <laughs> like, they literally, like, walk off the island. Like, they're just gonna, like, oh, we're going to show him. And then they turn around and you just see, like, the smoke piling yeah. up in the air. Oh, man. Could you imagine? Like, because I mean, there had to be, like, fire and shit going on, oh, right? God, so it's right. like, imagine looking over the horizon as you're getting closer back. And it's like, that's fine. He just he just <laughs> burned everything. He he literally that just ass. lit everything on fire. I that, can't fucking that, believe I can't fucking, <laughs> this I can't, motherfucker. He, he fucking lock he locks me in a cellar. He he takes all of my money. He tells me that he's Osiris and I'm Isis and I gotta get fucked in the butt. And then and now he's lighting the place on fire. I'm sorry to think this guy isn't a very good spiritual teacher. Uh, boy. All right. Uh I'm going to like see okay again ignoring the crimes this is like no see cuz his crimes aren't even that bad well it's still like, like they're just like abusing people but like that doesn't compare to like fucking murder obviously yeah and it doesn't even compare to like it doesn't even really compare to like fake vaccine hype and like you know promoting traditional family values this sounds like taking advantage of wealthy people that are dumb yeah yeah it's true it is funny. It is worth noting that, like, they specifically in the uh, again in the Scientology sort of way mm -hmm. targeted the big fish. I think this is one of the few times cult leaders get away with. It. Yeah, he got away and he didn't like kill himself or kill and he other didn't people. even like start. He didn't even get away and then like start back up. He was just like, well, I'm he might have. Who knows? Like, check it out. I'm totally different. A cult man, brother thirteen. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's please fair. note my comically large mustache. <laughs> That fits over my already comically large mustache. Okay, ignoring like the crime aspects, the whole note of the the whole uh, mo of the cult itself is just it's like a a three. It's like there's just nothing that great, but there is something very funny about the idea of like that was a metaphor. <laughs> See, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him at least a six. I think he's on par with. That's uh, gonna be my get out of whenever anybody calls me on anything. It's like no, no, no. That was, that a, metaphor. was a metaphor. That was a metaphor. What do you mean? I, you, you metaphorically pulled out. I spent all that money already. <laughs> metaphorically. I have bought the gold. <laughs> I just like that. I like the I like the idea that like they confronted him and he was just what, like, what, oh, you, you seem very mad. 
<laughs> well, I, I will certainly have a lot to think about while you guys are all fetching <laughs> yeah. the police. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Make sure it's a, they, all of you should go together so you can give your statements at once. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be here. Don't worry. I'm going to think about what I've done <laughs> or like, imagine like the police serving him his court order where it's like, Hey, you need to be, it's like, Oh, well I'll definitely be there. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about yeah. me. I just have the mental image of him as like, the boat is on like, the boat yeah. pushing himself. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> Monday, right? Monday, Monday, yeah, seven a.m. We'll of course, bright, bright, and, bright and early, like every other Monday, uh, yes, sir. What's that smell? Oh, nothing. <laughs> kind of smells like burning timber. Maybe you should go check that. Yeah, you should go look, look, look over there. Madam for, Z, get the ore for an extended for an extended period of time. Look over in that direction, please. Do we have one more? This isn't so much like a specific cult. I just thought that this was like a, a really neat uh, example, and it doesn't involve like people stealing money or uh, eating each other or you know. Uh, any of the fun cult stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't want it. <laughs> um, okay, have you guys heard of the cargo cult phenomena? Oh, yeah, yeah. For anyone who somehow doesn't know, a cargo cult is a, a shorthand that showed up uh, during World War II. Cargo ships would be going around. Yeah. And various, uh, in, the, in the specific uh, island, you know, the specific islands, or Pacific islands, not specific. In these specific Pacific islands, these tribes that had never seen like cargo ships or they'd never really seen these kind of massive boats or planes or any, or soldiers in particular never saw any of these things. And they begin mimicking and venerating certain iconography of these more advanced civilizations, like carving sticks to look like rifles. It's a neat, interesting phenomena. People have speculated on that perhaps, uh, all cults are actually cargo cults, you know, ancient aliens. Ooh. But in Papua New Guinea, right, there is a example of this sort of cargo cult, whatever, or maybe in a way just cross-pollinization of culture, right? But they have a concept in certain areas and amongst certain groups of these war shields, right? One of the things that the that these New Guinea people got their hands on from soldiers, right, are comic books. So they would have these shields where they would paint animals or noted warriors and stuff like that. And the idea of that, the aesthetics of these things would also allow a level of uh, attainment of that of uh, or attaining or aspiring to that, the power of that animal or that iconography on the shield. Right. So if you start seeing comic books where, you know, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Supergram. Give us another man. Give us another man. Iceman. Iceman. Iceman, yeah. yeah. Name that uh, man. So, so all of Hydro these, man. You see all of these characters. Sandman. Uh, <laughs> you start seeing them. Japan what, man. What are you going to do? Well, the point is that what are I'm you going to do? I'm Shinrico man. You done? You done? Um, <laughs> Black Panther man. Just sounds like the Watchmen, that scene where it's like, oh, yeah, in comics, Superman. Flash man, and it's like Flash man. You didn't need that part, dude. You were he was just the Green Lantern man. What? Holy shit! Wonder Woman man. <laughs> Wonder Woman man. In the final analysis, I don't know the names of these superheroes properly. These uh, these tribes and these peoples would start painting these war shields 
with like superhero iconography. And I'm not a hundred percent on how much of it has like deep, any sort of deep rooted spiritual beliefs to it or like, you know, that sort of thing. But I think, um, at least with certain cultures, it's like the notion of painting a, uh, a wolf, like a Chernobyl wolf on something for its power is that the symbol that you can conjure up like that has a power to it. So it's not just, Oh, Superman's shield looks cool. So I'm going to paint it. It's there. It really is the idea of like, yeah, I'm going to aspire to, to this Superman power, the power that is in the symbol in a weird way. These are like the first pop culture magicians. <laughs> These guys beat Morrison by decades and decades and decades. But I do think that one of the, the notable things is that uh, a, a very popular character amongst these uh, is, is the Phantom. And, and the uh, Billy Zane one? The yeah, the guy played by Billy Zane, yeah, the Phantom. Dude in his purple suit, you know, toting guns and all that stuff. He's like the immortal man. He's the man who cannot die because he's actually, you know, the, for those of you who don't know, the Phantom was like, a really old, like a very, one of the very early, you know, uh, comic strips and like ongoing series sort of things of, uh, a man who is the latest iteration of the phantom where the phantom is passed from person to person and as a legacy, perhaps the idea of like a, a warrior with a cultural legacy pass now, maybe that particularly resonated with them, but like, he's exceedingly popular for a character who ain't, remembered at all in america at this point like people don't give a shit yeah you know, they were like oh that billy zane thing and it's only because you vaguely remember that we we're talking about him it's a very interesting one considering that like you don't see this type of thing very often you know what i mean and in general you're not gonna you're not gonna see that kind of uh reverence paid to any sort of pop culture figure like that i think it's only in the last couple of decades that fandom has gone to the extent that people like really rave over it like that and then to see it in a completely foreign culture is uh is another step removed where it's like oh that's that's wild like shit and you think it's like because a world war broke out and soldiers carry their comic books along with them and now there are war shields that you can see that are painted with the phantom on it and it it isn't just oh we thought the phantom looked cool it's like there seems to be a genuine uh magical or animistic element to the purpose of these things and that's to me that is just fascinating i think it shows a general awareness of the power of symbol and these mythic figures in outside of a cultural landscape um i think grant talked about um at one point, the this sort of moment they had reading comics where they realized how like flat and meaningless a Batman comic was. The power of something like Batman can only become so banal and meaningless to you if you're someone like me who's been steeped in that culturally for so long. I grew up with Batman. Batman has existed longer than I've been alive. So Batman has a certain sterility to it, especially being like the way I've consumed Batman in my life where we had fun time Batman and I saw the Adam West Batman and then I had fucking Val Kilmer and Michael Keaton Batman and then I had an animated series Batman and then grungy Frank Miller Batman and Christian Bale Batman. Why have so we the had power so much Batman, Batman in has, our existence? Well, because we love because simultaneously we do see the power and the reverence of these symbols as these 
pop culture icons. We see them merely as symbols and as consumable characters. So they don't have the sort of reverence and power that the Phantom gets in a culture like that, where the closest I can come up to it is kind of like, I don't know, um, seeing seeing soldiers with like religious symbols on their weapons. I think we talked about uh, seeing like Ganesha on assault rifles at one. Yeah, time. Ganesha. Oh, Ganesha. Ha ha ha. Hey. Well, and, and hey, it is a it is a etymologically sound pun. It sounds like a pun. I get it, but that's not at quite nearly as common. No, 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 and it's not. It's not even the same because I think that there might be some cultural reverence to this, as opposed to the sort of purely symbolic kind of reading you get off of something like, you know, cargo cult types, where they see some shit like that and they're like, I can't even speak the fucking language that's in these comic books, but I see this fucker running through and busting shit up. Or if they do and they have, then they see it as like, oh yeah, he's like this immortal warrior. Of course I want that energy. You were a guy who's like the immortal man and he's also like, you know, or in the case, like he's a lineage of warriors. And he's like, oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. You know, so, it's like you give that, you give something like that a hundred years in a vacuum, pretty uh, eventually they'd all be like, oh yeah, we're, we're all sons of the phantom. When a myth resonates with a particular background, that's totally like it can it can totally take over like that too. Um, I'm gonna give this a eight. I think this is pretty fucking cool. I can't give it a perfect score though because no one was robbed of large amounts of money. <laughs> a boat was not burned. Um, you know, uh, no crimes were committed. Yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable with that score. That's the one thing that I don't feel like is is honestly that cringe. And it, ironically, it's the people that are painting comic books. Yeah, right. If you had told me a couple years ago that people painting fucking the 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 Phantom on shit would be the least cringe thing I dealt with today, I'd uh, I'd uh, stockpiled more gold. In that case, we can move right on to our palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. How goes the work? It's it's going all right. I mean, I've I'm I've gone really hard into the Birdio stuff. I keep going, I keep thinking like I I can find a way to 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 break from it. It's like no, it's like I I am really just d- head first into fucking spiders and scorpions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I am wait. I'm down. I'm down bad for some Birdio nonsense. <laughs> um, I you know what? I hate to say it like this too. Maybe this is a good time to bring it up. I realize uh, Michael Kelly was his name, right? The the guy the, uh-huh. from the Poffice Club. Like maybe I was a little too hard on him, looking at how much I I enjoy Birdio, and I'm looking at Birdio. I was like, yeah, this is a bunch of like repurposed Western stuff and nonsense and craziness, and you were just copying with a cool aesthetic that you liked, and you used it to get followers and sell books and all this stuff. So it's like it's really what what is Michael Kelly's crime that he's doing it closer to my temp to my time period you know like i i know it's that he's doing it with dragons <laughs> and if we were talking fringe or cringe on dragons dragons are always cringe well it's, i mean like, I, maximum cringe. during the episode we talked about it, i said it's like just certain things seem really fucking hokey to me and if i use the word where spiders with the right with uh the right or wrong person i guess they're gonna be like that is the most that is the most cringe shit I've fucking heard in months. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it is sometimes it's just what pastiche you're comfortable with. 
but uh so maybe i like i still think that like i still think some of the things he said in those books were fucking knucklehead nonsense and i hated it but maybe i shouldn't have been quite so hard on him just because he's trying to make a buck well if you would like we can go talk about the dragons again maybe in a patreon episode yeah if anyone's interested in that Anyway, I'm I'm doing a lot of Birdio stuff. That's for anybody who's curious. When I say uh, the totemic amphibious spirits of the water, as elucidated by the Necronomicon physics, that that's a Birdio joke. That that's literally it's dope just as fuck too. It sounds fucking tight as shit, right? The totemic amphibious spirits of the water, like you know, it's just it it doesn't roll off the tongue. But if you keep saying it, it's like, Ew. but it's I've always had power. a. It's got a little juice in it. Yeah. But I've always had a, a fondness for amphibious things in general. I mean, I was talking about frogs earlier. Uh, it just shows you I got a fondness for the the, the amphibious spirits. But yeah, I'm I'm I was trying to get certain types of like initiatory experiences, and now I'm I'm just sort of uh, I'm trying to work a couple specific ritual stuff that were that were described in like the Gnostic Voodoo, and then. So there's some stuff in uh, ontological graffiti. So I'm just, I'm working all of that and nothing exciting or too crazy has happened yet, but I'm just, you know, plugging along, hoping something, ho- hopefully I get some interesting stories to tell in the next couple weeks. Hell what yeah. about you? Oh yeah. Um, as people in our discord know, I've been moving and I've only um, been at where I'm at now for like five days and Hi. So I've been doing my bare bones practice shit. I've been doing rush. I've been banishing. I've been doing some meditation as I always do. These are just the normal things you do to keep yourself together spiritually. I have not attempted any great workings. I'm going to do something when I leave here from this fine, fine establishment and go home. And hopefully that'll be useful. And it's not for anything amazing. I just want someone to give me some money. So I'm going to do some money magic. It's oh, not anything man. Crazy. I know who you could ask for some money. Who? Uh, wealthy socialites. And do it under the guise of giving them spiritual knowledge. Yeah, that was actually going to be my plan. I feel like this was like a case of retro causality of magic. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, how am I going to get some money? And then, of course, it fell right in my lap say that you're God and you know, that find a wealthy socialite. Yeah. Like it seems so obvious. And if it's obvious to me, then it must be way obvious to everyone else. Cause I'm a fucking idiot. I think I know what happened to brother 12. Gary, are you brother 12? No. Well, I guess the jig is up. <laughs> oh no my comically large mustache gold reserves and boat good day gentlemen <laughs> and then you just hear like the tugboat yeah i'll put the tugboat, tugboat audio in the background i've got a steamboat willy to catch i can say that now <laughs> <laughs> and with that this has been chaos magic news hey if you guys like uh, wolves I, I we got a wolf shirt. Check it out. <laughs> a Chernobyl wolf shirt? No, 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 no. no the no. only podcast that is going to be selling you a Chernobyl wolf shirt. Oh, God. if you also would like to figure out exciting ways 
to make vast kidding, amounts of money. <laughs> but no, no, no. shut up. We're trying to no. do the fucking outro. Jesus H. Christ. As always, if you would like to derail this fucking episode, you could try going to chaosmagicnews.com where we'll have links to the pod, links to our prolific interview series, and we've got some new interviews getting lined up to come down the pipeline really, really soon. We'll also have the occasional article. God, we really got to work on articles. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all at at Chaos Magic News. And we've got a Patreon where we post, I think we're going to do twice monthly bonus content. Yep, twice a month. If the pod itself, which comes out about twice in a month to begin with, isn't enough for you. We have some wonderful things. The last two we did are covering the um, Saturlian ball magic that we talked about in the Orthodox Christmas episode. And we just did a little bit of a thing where we talked about some simple practices that we thought that more cultists should do. It's fun stuff. And if you're interested in that, you can join for five bucks a month. Five bucks a month gets you in on the show. Um, and with that said, it also gets you thanked in all of our episodes now because we asked if you wanted us to do that and nobody said no. <laughs> Big shout outs to. Thank you, Obsblick. Thank you, Andrea WK. Thank you, Loki Sater. Thank you, Local. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Cios93. Thank you, Alexander with like a four and way too many R's. Thank you, Coco Macno, and thank you, Kirsten. You all make this show not only possible, but you make it a joy to do. Wait, we and had we, even more people than I thought we did. Yeah, I know. Man, y'all are the fucking best. Yeah, we genuinely cannot express how wonderful it is that you guys are not only listening, but willing to give your money to, to, for us to justify doing this more. Man, that's... God, y'all are the shit. Yeah. Well, I have good news for you guys. I am going to invoke the totemic and <laughs> the totemic amphibious spirits of the water as elucidated by the Lovecraftian physics to do something super special for you. You're not even going to know what it is, but you're going to wake up and you're going to find like, oh, man, what's this $5 doing in my coat pocket or something like that? Why would you give them $5 if they're giving us $5? No, no, you no, didn't no, no. think this through at all. <laughs> Wolves of Chernobyl. Wolves are Chernobyl. Wolves of, of Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Like that just wolves I like how the first time you got Wolves of Chernobyl out and after that it just turned into word mush. Just turned into noise. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. All right. When okay, with all of that out of the way. Damn. Gee, how about you get the last word this time? Okay. No. No, I don't want to. <laughs> no, you're not getting it, you know. No. I've goofed it. Everyone just be quiet. Okay. I have a headache. My head really hurts. I'm very tired. It's been a very stressful week for me. Same, bro. It's going to get better. Yeah. Look, man, if wolves can make it in Chernobyl, maybe we can make it through this. No. No, we can't. That's (laughs) not how If we were wolves in Chernobyl, we would make it through this. Bro, you can't leave me hanging. Um, No. Come on, bring it in. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.
can't just leave me hanging. Not on the podcast. He did it, guys. He he did it. He did it. I didn't see it, but he he did it. Okay. <laughs>